listening to the Rational Rage Network. Cameras back there. Alex Marvez is back there as well to hope to get some words to the new champion. That way to get work done. No, not at all. Very quick way. What an impact. No pun intended. Mega and Cal's making a trip from Nashville. This is something that they very clearly have orchestrated for a very long time. It stinks. Yeah, it's, it stinks, JR. Last week, Kenny Omega broke the gentleman's agreement that he proposed to John Moxley, and it allowed him to win the AEW World Championship in tainted fashion. Omega played everyone. He tugged on the heartstrings. Oh, I want Don Callis there, the biggest match of my career. Omega really wanted Don Callis there. We see the snake himself. Omega really wanted Don Callis there to help him steal the AEW World Championship from, in my eyes, the rightful champion, the previously undefeated John Moxley. I got a couple questions for you, champ. First of all, what about the gentleman's agreement you talked about? What happened there? What's your relationship with this man? And let me say this. I've been in the wrestling business since 1983. I've never been more disgusted in my life about what happened last week here on Dynamite. Wait, wait, wait. Tony, everyone, Tony, you're upset? Oh, my God. Tony's upset. Well, Tony, you're just like everybody else. Because the fans are also upset, Kenny. Tony Khan is upset. I don't know why, Tony, I don't know why you're upset. You invited me here. You took me into your house and treated me like an honored guest, and you feel like you got screwed. Well, Tony, you're welcome for your first lesson. Welcome to the wrestling business, kid. Hey, no, Kenny. They're saying it's the biggest screw job since Montreal. But I was there that night, Kenny, and I'll tell you, winter is coming. The stakes were much higher with the AEW World Championship on the line. And you know, Kenny, I heard that, speaking of winter, that hell froze over last night because you were on Impact Wrestling on Access TV with that belt. All the paradigms are being broken, and people want to know, how do we cook this up? Must have taken weeks of planning, right, Kenny? Not weeks, not months, years. I've known this man since he was 10 years old, and I watched him as he became a world-class athlete. I watched him as he became the best wrestler in the world. I was there like an invisible hand, watching and protecting. And three years ago, Kenny, you and I changed the course of pro wrestling. Jericho, Omega, the Tokyo Dome, the match that Tony Khan himself said, without that match, there's no AEW. So you might say that Kenny and Don created a we gave birth to it, and when Jim Ross says that we were thieves and we stole this, I will remind all of you, you cannot steal what you create. I will also remind you, you wanted the best belt machine. You wanted seven-star Kenny Omega. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, your AEW World Champion, Kenny by God Omega. We always hear you preach in a family-friendly environment, Mr. Callis. And you didn't see me at AEW's birth crawling up to Tony Khan with my hands out. Oh, please, get my friends and family involved in this company. Can you please give them a payday? I never did that, no. I waited. I bided my time. We waited for over a year while we plotted and planned. And oh, nepotism. Isn't it a wonderful thing? And I believe more than anybody else in this company, we pulled it off the most successfully. 
You know, you talk about accolades, you talk about stars, awards, trophies, you talk about plaques, banners, buttons. <laughs> All of them pale in comparison to what I'm holding right now. You see, that's the most prestigious prize in all of pro wrestling. <laughs> and what we pulled off last week, Mr. Callis, aside from it being a seven-star classic professional wrestling match, you know what it was? It was a performance. I could say it was considered more like fine art. It was inspirational. And each and every one of you people sitting at home watching it unfold fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. And whether you fell for it or not, I could care less. Whether Tony fell for it or not, I could care less. Jerry Lynn, I don't care. But the problem was that we needed you to buy into it, John. Yes, you have it all in the ring. Hold this, hold this, John. You have it all in the ring. Look what you did to me. Look what you did to me. That's real damage. That's what you did, John. Yeah, you're the real deal. But you don't got it up here. And that's where this man comes in. And that's why you fell for it. Yeah, I used a microphone. I used a microphone, but no one kicks out of the one-winged angel. No one kicks out of the one-winged angel, John. And you thought last week was a big surprise. You thought Tuesday was a big surprise. Oh, just get started. There's so much more coming. They can't handle it, Kenny. They can't handle it. Just remember one thing. Some people make matches. Other people make money. Kenny Omega makes history. So, Kenny, why don't we give them what they've been waiting over a year for? Can you do the thing? Want to do the thing? Please do the thing. Do it for them. Okay. Are you guys ready? Oh, I'm a little nervous, Mr. Callis. Okay. Without any further ado, I must bid you adieu. So, stay with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Yo, Chris, yo. Were you getting dressed? Yo. <laughs> yo, it's Tuttles. Wait a yo, minute. I'm all good to go, buddy. All right, no worries. I'm just lit. Uh... So team, team, fucking turn the shower off, mate. Hold on a minute, I got shampoo in my eyes. <laughs> Give me a fucking you second, fucker. You fucking Kanaka. Uh, I, I worked up such a sweat watching that AEW show that I just had to have a shower. <laughs> um, well, FYI, one, FYI. One second, I'll, I'll, I'll mute the mic, okay? <laughs> I swear, Tim, this will be your first and last on the fucking skirmish after this. <laughs> I'm joking, man. But good one. I'll give you that. Nicely played, bro. Nicely played. I told so, Chris gentlemen, last night that I was going to do that if I, if I came on tonight. <laughs> I, I knew straight away when I heard the fucking water. I'm like, you fucking prick. <laughs> For the record, I wasn't having a shower. I was actually on the road. But I thought I'd chop you motherfuckers for a little bit. And I saw what you guys wrote. So I was like, fuck you, I am in the shower. <laughs> and it is summer down here, just so you guys know. It's fucking uh, hot yeah. here, bro. Or boys. Yeah, it's bros now. Balls down there. It is hot, dude. It was cold this morning. You don't morning, have to throw a strip on a barbie. You can cook it on your fucking driveway. 
Fuck a shrimp, dude. Put a fucking put a whole lamb on there. Kill a fucking koala bee and cook that <laughs> motherfucker. Nah, they got chlamydia, dude. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, for real. That. <laughs> that shit's for real. Fucking guy. That shit is fucking real, man. So, boys, after a fucking steaming pile of dynamite, um, <laughs> how are you guys? Uh pretty good. Yeah, Tim, you good? You good after your shower? Yeah. <laughs> What's with the yeah? What's going on here? What, what the fuck am I missing? Chris? Christos? Are you finished getting He's dressed, bro? i giving him a hard time for watching wrestling another uh, other day. Oh, true, true. It's true. Fucking hell, man. Sorry. Tell your wife sorry, man. And tell her we want more cookies and, and, and sweet potato. Where did, where, where did he go? Did Tim just disappear on us, man? Chris? No, I'm here. I just have some weird dude. You both, you guys both fucking door. disappeared on me. I kid you not. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You guys both literally just disappeared. I'm just quiet. Oh, Mister fucking sitting in the corner now, all quiet, eh? I'm okay, just, okay. I'll get you, Chris. I get you. <laughs> well, anyway, let's fucking get started. Enough of this fucking. Two Canadians and giving shit to a fucking Aussie over here. All right. This is not fair. I'm all on my own. I feel like I'm getting bullied. You freaking Kanakas. Now you know how I feel recording with all the Greeks every freaking time. Well, <laughs> what can I say? Well, this time I'm on my own. I'm on my own, dude. I'm on my own. And now I'm with two Canadians. Yeah. So how are, how are we, eh? That's or eh? So what do you guys think of Dynamite, man? Hey. Uh, uh, overall, I thought it was an okay show. Like I, I didn't have any major, uh, I didn't have any major great things to say about it. Like you heard me last week, man. I was stoked. I was excited. I was up. I was, I was all about the show last week, and this week it's just kind of meh. And just before we continue, I'll get on to you, Timmy. I just want to say welcome to the skirmish live on the fucking Rational Rage Network. I should always do that at the start of every show, including you guys. Try to remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, I do pretty good at remembering okay, yeah. that. Well, the impact. I'll, I'll give you that one, Tim. And by the way, that was a great impacted yesterday. I, th I thought that was the best impacted that you guys have done, actually. I actually listened to it three times. That's how much I liked it. Well, that's because you had to go through and make sure all my fucking <laughs> Well, I only went through it once for that, but I did legitimately listen to it <laughs> twice. I don't know what happened, man. You've heard me. I've made a bunch of podcasts now, and I did it the exact same way last no, night. You know what, Tim? Honestly, and my Tim, audio you... just was not working last night with all my extra stuff. Nah, you know what, man? You weren't that bad. And to be honest, you're much better than when we all started. You know what I mean? So, oh, shit. There goes my phone. Get my phone away from here. No, I'm serious, Tim. You've become so much better, dude. And I truly mean that. Thanks, man. And then we got Mr. Natural. Cracking out some more of them uh, scenario podcasts, but I'm having oh, a hard yes. time, finding a, hard you know time what? finding a partner for that. <laughs> Dude, well, what happened with Homeboy? 
Uh, every time I talk to Homeboy about podcasting, he's he's tied up doing stuff because it's sort of their busy season r- ramping up a bit, you know, at work and stuff. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Tim. Your last episode of um, the scenario is one of the highest downloaded, like in the top ten. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So just so you know, I think Homeboy being on as a guest might have actually got people paying attention too. So so tell yeah, Homeboy yeah. to snap the fuck out of it. And tell him he's a puto for me. He's got heat with me. No, Seriously. GGP heat. GGP heat. It's all his fault. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. You know, I've got an episode with Homeboy, and I'll say it right now, right? I did a, I did a show last week, right? And fucking... And, dude, this guy is going to get me so in so much shit with the shit he was saying. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> got to stop doing this shit. Yeah, you got to rein them in a little bit sometimes. Yeah, it's a real shame when the person who you record with gets you in trouble with people, huh? <laughs> what? Get fucked. Hey, you automatically get the heat because you're you're my partner. You're lucky, Tim, that you're not getting any heat at the moment. Yeah. But don't, yeah, don't get too bad. fucking, don't get too excited because, yeah, heat might be coming your way, Timbo. Oh, yeah? Really? Just because you've got an association with the PWC, bro. Sorry to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> and tell <Yeah>. Spiro. <sighs> God. He's also another one that's not in my good books right now. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. I'm saying it right now live on the air. I hope you can hear me. Spiro's the boss. Spiro's the man. He's my boss. He's still my boy, but he can be a big malaka after the last episode we did. <laughs> I, I said it right here. But anyway, oh, no. anyway, boys, let's get down to business. Chris oh, no. fucking thought it was a not bad show. Okay, what do you think, Tim? Yeah, let's. Well, let's just redo that. Go, go, Chris. Okay, go, okay. Go. We're all making statements right now. Well, we'll let's start I again. Let's say, Chris, and, let Chris and start. Said, and then... I've no, no, this has nothing to do with AEW tonight. I still stand my foot on the ground on this whole situation. GGP would eat. Goof Troop for breakfast in a real fight. I've said it before to you. I've said it to Homeboy before. Now you just inserted yourself, Tim. Good one, mate. Now now you just fucking got yourself into shit. Eat Goof Troop for breakfast. (laughs) Let me just correct you. Did you just call Blake Bulletproof Troop Goof Troop? Yep. I've even actually had on his birthday because it was kind of funny. Um... Because we're friends on Facebook or whatever, I took a goof troop picture and I changed it. Said "Happy Birthday," dude. You know he, you know he's probably gonna hear this, right? Oh, I don't care. He he uh, liked it and everything, man. You've been warned. You've been warned. I'm telling you, you've been warned. And he drops bars, dude. And I'm not talking That's about okay. a rap. All right, all right. You said it. You said it. You know, I'm only. I'm, look, like I said, GGP's my boy, right? Yep. And the only reason why I'm upset with him sort of thing is because he's he's telling me that I'm lying which which I'm not lying I wasn't lying you know what I mean but the problem is I can't prove it either you know you know what I'm saying but yeah oh I don't well. even know what any of that's involved in I'm not really 100% sure on all of it because I don't oh. I listen to most of our stuff but sometimes okay, guys listening while you're working on like a car or something you know what I mean so you miss miss little things and stuff Chris did you, did you have something to say yeah, 
guys, this is this is not the GGP show. This is the PWC. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get away from the GGP stuff. That is no disrespect to GGP, uh, by the way. I mean, sure, no sure. man or 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 troop. <laughs> no, I mean no disrespect. Don't fucking do that, man. Stop oh, I got no, no disrespect for Goof Troop or anything like that. He's a good fighter and stuff, but I just seriously uh, think that GGP would eat him for breakfast because. I don't know. Oh God, boy, has this show started off with a bang? The only problem is, are they in the same weight class though? Because I think Goof Troop is a lot bigger. Who's bigger? Isn't he? Isn't he bigger? I thought he was. I thought he. Who'd you call bigger? uh, Blake Blake Troop's bigger than GGP, right? Like by both. Are you calling? Are you calling GGP small? No, no. I just mean like, even if they were able to fight, like, would they be able to just because of like MMA rules and stuff? Because of weight classes and. So you're saying that GGP is small? No, I'm not saying he's small. He's just smaller. Like you got, you know, heavyweight, <laughs> super heavyweight. <laughs> just remember this, Tim. I never called him small, tiny, nothing. That's on oh, you, I'm bro. I'm not calling GGP small at all. I just he's he's smaller than Blake Troop. I think he, Blake Troop's <laughs> got him by a couple <laughs> inches, doesn't he? Oh God. Anyway, anyway, okay, well, look, look. Let's just drop this. Welcome everybody to the. Yeah, okay. the, the, PWC the PWC Heat Cast uh, presents. <laughs> yeah, no. Welcome to the PWC presents the Wednesday the Wednesday night skirmish. Uh, we are not <laughs> talking about everybody's goddamn beefs on the internet tonight. We are talking about professional wrestling specifically. We are talking about AEW Dynamite. Okay, so let's boom, just boom. focus up, boys. And for the record, this is my first time ever watching the show. Really? Yeah. You've never watched a Dynamite before? I've never watched a Dynamite before. I watched like some um, pay-per-view they had a long time ago when um, Brian Cage made his premiere and he won that big X oh, thing yeah. or whatever in that yeah, Battle yeah. Royal thing. But other than that, I've, I've never watched AEW on TV. Well, go, Chris. Go take it off, dude. Let's, let's get All it right. going. <laughs> get it All back right, on let's... the uh, rail. Okay, yeah. let's start off here. Yeah. All right, we start off with uh, the Young Bucks coming to the ring. Um, the recap basically shows um, what happened last week where – what the fuck are they called? H2O? What, what's their name again, Jimmy? H2 Hybrid. The hybrids. H2 Hybrids, whatever the fuck they're called. Was yeah, one okay, of them H2O. guys uh... – Anyway. Okay, so, no, wait, wait. What were we going to say, Tim? Was one of those guys Brian Pillman's kid? No, but they were. Yeah, Brian Pillman's kid was on the show, though. Oh, okay. Because I seen the guy yeah, with the later. mullet. I, I thought that was Brian Pillman's kid. Had, no, he's got we'll get mullet. we'll get to that though. We'll get to that. Yeah, everyone's got the mullets now. But yeah, go, Chris. Continue on. <laughs> yeah, the mullets are back. God fucking damn it. Uh, <laughs> so H two O come out. They attack the Bucks to start the match, um, and then they immediately get thrown out of the ring. And right off the bat, we're doing doubles of everything where. You know, both guys are doing the same thing to the other guys at the exact same time as one another. And fuck this garbage, man. Right off the bat, it just pissed me off. It was like the most coordinated goddamn. They should have been on fucking. They should have all been wearing fucking tutus. I hated this shit. <laughs> I hate this shit constantly. It pisses me Four off. Or figure skates. Um, <laughs> tutus and figure uh, skates. Oh, that's a new one, ladies and gents. Fuck, fucking man. tutus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you heard it here first. 
<laughs> so, so I have written down here. I said, I, I literally, I wrote this down. I put, boys, please slow down and let me enjoy something. Because they're going so fucking fast. Nobody's selling shit. It's just, like, and I, I have written down here too, like, H2O are basically just ragdolls in this match. Like, watch this match back. This is 90% the, the faces, which, I mean, that's not how pro wrestling is supposed to work. Um, right. And anyway, they go over with their whatever the fuck finish it was. Um, I have some more choice words for it in here, but I'm just going to skip over it. Um, other than I will say the crowd chanting, this is awesome, just made me want to punch everybody in the crowd oh. in the face. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that was not awesome. Christ. Yeah, that's that's a bit fucking stupid to me too, dude. I rolled my eyes and took and got the fuck out of there. But Tim, what'd you think? Uh, my personal opinion on it was very choreographed, very like he was saying, ballerina two two or pairs figure skating match. Um, I realized why I haven't watched this really before. Um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I think I might have caught a bit of the Bucks pay possibly at that pay per view a long time ago, but this is the first time I've ever seen him. On a positive what? note, though, really, Shit. even though yeah. it was choreographed, the strikes versus reaction times on these two teams was actually very clean. Like, if you watch WWE, sometimes you'll see a guy hit a dude, and then it's like the just like a glitch. Like he hits the guy, and it takes a second to react. These yeah. two teams actually, as far as strike versus reaction times. It actually seemed a little bit more believable than what I see on WWE, if that makes sense. You know, you know why, Tim? What? Wait, wait, sorry. Is someone going live? Is someone going live with us? No, I don't see anybody popping up. Was Spiro on. meant to go live? Oh, there goes Chris. What the fuck what? just happened? Yo, can no. you hear me? I can hear you. Well, it says you guys. It says you guys got kicked out. That's why. What the fuck? <laughs> that is weird. Sorry, man. If you look, can you see where it says guests and call-ins? Yeah, yeah. Can, can you guys see it yeah. yourselves still? Yep. Yep. I can't see you guys. Oh, all right, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That just took me by surprise. But continue on. Yeah, but no like worries. I was saying, uh, hit versus reaction timing and stuff like that, I could appreciate the fact that the strikes, I don't know, it just, um, the timing was more up to speed than a lot of wrestlers these days is all I was saying. Well, that's because fucking, you know, most of the time all the green wrestlers are the ones that do those slow strikes and like it looks so fake. You know, with the bucks and shit, you know what they were doing? They were just racing to get all this shit in. <laughs> that's why it looked good. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's right. I think Angelico and Evans were definitely reacting to it quick enough that it made it look realistic. Yeah. Um, you know, all four of these guys are talented. Like, when I say oh, I didn't like know. this match, I don't mean I don't like any of these wrestlers. I don't mean these guys can't work. What I mean is it was just so damn fast. There was so much get your shit in, get your shit in, get your shit in that I didn't have time to even react <laughs> to anything. And, I mean, what's my one rule? You guys both do shows with me. What's my one rule for pro wrestling? What is the one thing it has to be? It has to look like it's a real competition. And this didn't. It just looked like, oh, we got this spot we got to get to. Exactly. Let's all get in position for our spot. I fucking hate exactly. it. Exactly. And that's what I mean by let's just get our shit in quick. You know what I'm saying? That's, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, Tim. I know I don't want to sound like we just bash this shit because we don't. And yeah, we probably go a little bit overboard sometimes, especially myself, right? But it was a good match. We're just being nitpickers, dude. So you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're you know? a spot monkey. It's a spot monkey fest, is basically Definitely. what it is. But well, I was just saying for as far as a spot monkey fest that it was, their hit versus reaction time was actually it was really good for me. I uh, you know. So that's no, no, a positive yeah. side of it, you know? Yep, hundred percent on point. Yep. Go for it, Chris. Yeah, no, I was just saying, yeah, that's 100% on point. Um, so anyway, the the acclaimed then come in for a run-in, but they're not even able to get in the ring, and SCU come down to cut them off at the pass, which I guess SCU can read minds and knew what was going to happen <laughs> before anything happened, so good on them. Um, <laughs> the clairvoyance uh, now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, anyway, the next thing that happened here is MJF's doing a promo, um, he says he's uh, he's disgusted by a guy who just wants to put his hands in his pocket and kick people in slow motion. Oh, I didn't blame him. Here, MJF, I fucking love you, bro. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, bro, easy. Yeah. Uh, I, see, yeah. at this point, I still had never seen an Orange Cassidy match, so I didn't know what to compare his... I uh, should have said... Tim, you should have you should have closed you shut you like blocked your ears and shut your eyes for this match. Because now, my friend, you're going to be scarred with that stupid. What's his Superman punch called again, Chris? Uh, the Orange Crush or something like that. I can't. God, orange Punch. Fucking, the orange. That's it. That's right. The Orange fucking punch. Seriously, <laughs> like I was saying last week, you know we're going to yeah. get fuck, since TK is the biggest fan of fucking uh, OC. Well, he might be freshly squeezed sprogging after this. Like I said, dude, he's got too much of a heart on for fucking OC. Sorry, man, but it's true. I'm wondering, are they seeing each other, you think? No, he's got (laughs) – honestly, man, like it's ridiculous. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Like I really think that OC has something. I think he's got something. He's he's charismatic. He's – He's got something special about him, but not on the level that they're pushing him. They're pushing him yeah. on a level where, like, honestly, he's going to be the fucking world champion a year. Oh, don't don't, don't point, you dare! I think I'm just <laughs> honestly don't at that dare. point. I think I'm just going, but I think I'm just going to do like Tim and just be like, no, I'm good with Impact. Fuck everybody else. Oh Jesus! I'm God, I'm good please. with Impact at this point until AEW takes him over and turns it into a bunch of bullshit. Fuck, and that's what I'm worried about. I legit, I'm legitly worried for Impact, dude. Yeah. And what about like? Do you think there's any truth to TK possibly buying it out? As far Tim? as I'm concerned, he wouldn't go on the show and make that statement unless he's already bought it. Mm. Oh, so you? So what are you trying to say? I think that Tony Khan's already made a deal with Impact or uh, Anthem or whatever companies claiming to own Impact at the moment. Mm, interesting. That's my opinion. Well, there is rumors. There is rumors of uh, AEW getting another show on on television. So, could we possibly yeah. have AEW Impact? That's a good possibility. Like, I don't know. It'd be weird because I don't know. Plus, then, Jeez, like, they, they'll have the opportunity to own all the friggin', you know, old footage and stuff like that as well, too, right? So they can put. Oh, that's worth packages. it for sure. So I think that's why Impact in the last few weeks might have been pushing all these heavy packages just so they can give 
AEW a taste of what they're missing out on if they don't buy them? You know what? You know what, Chris? I think Tim is onto something, dude. I think he might be, yep. Because you wouldn't just say that on the air without having some truth to that, right? You don't just say that shit, man. Tim's right on that, I think. So anyway, moving on. All right, moving on here. Next up, we've got Darby Darby Allen doing a Rorschach test. Um, (laughs) I I couldn't help but chuckle. Before they got to this, uh, Tony Schiavone said, oh, we've got got another another great video from from Darby Allen. And I just thought, (laughs) another? Anyway, uh, he's doing a Rorschach test. (laughs) Um, Basically, all this leads to is he wants a match with Cage. They show a picture of Sting's face, and Allen just grins. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Cody Rhodes making his entrance. Um, Can I revisit the whole Darby Allen thing for a second? Yeah, go let Tim get his thing. Go. What were you going to say, Tim? I think skinny guys like Darby Allen should be on Indies, not on our, my TV show. And as far as I'm concerned, when they were doing the Warshack chest and showing all those people, that's just what he wishes he looked like instead of being <laughs> him. <laughs> oh shit! Does well, we don't sense at all because no, that's that makes what wrestlers sense. are supposed to look like on TV. Not well. Um, well, 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 yeah. Well, that's why he's messed Sting, right? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah, this is today's professional thing. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy needs to start eating, man. That's yeah. for sure. And stop skateboarding, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Skateboarding's yeah, fun, but like, like you're a pro wrestler, dude. But that's right. It's fun, it's but weird. you're a fucking so, like, pro wrestler. So like the other night, you know, me and me and Tim, we were doing our show, right? And and uh, what's his name there? Sally, Sammy Callahan was up with the bat, and he was rambling a little bit. And I thought, hey, here's Fat Sting, right? So we've got Fat. Oh, sting, yeah, I heard that. Sting, <laughs> oh, I wanted to bat. bring that up. And there's just how many fucking stings can we have for fuck's sakes? I mean, like, can if I, we just if we just put and, like if we just put the skin of Darby Allen like over top. <laughs> Of fat sting, maybe we can get like a complete sting to compete with okay. the original if sting. Took, I don't know what the fuck. If oh, they took Darby oh. Allen's skin, wrapped it around Sammy Callahan, then you would have the Chris Jericho sting because he also had a black fat with him today as well. <laughs> oh, did he? I missed that. Oh yeah, he was walking around. The Everybody's black doing sting. Oh, Stings God. and mullets, fucking black bats and mullets. We're in a friggin' so, we're in the Warriors movie, man. So, so Tim, you so you're basically, oh, what a classic! Love that movie. Can you yeah. dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> but what I was going to say is, so basically, we got a whole bunch of marks in this company for Sting. Is that what you're saying, Tim? Absolutely, with a fascination for big, long black things. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus! Oh, oh so once you go than... black bat, you don't go back. <laughs> Once you go black bat, you, <laughs> you never go back, huh? Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Oh, God. Okay. Chris. Cody makes his entrance. It takes a year, like always. Um, I wish he would fuck off with this and just do like a simple entrance at some point. Um, Shivoni's in the ring with him. Yeah, Triple C. Uh, Shivoni's in the ring. He says some shit that I wasn't super paying attention to, and then he introduces Sting. <laughs> It's entrance. Father Christmas comes in with a black bat in his hand. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So Arn Anderson uh, basically does the correct thing here 
in putting over like, oh my God, Sting's here. I can't believe it. Is he real? He even says, I just had to know if, if you were here, if this was real. <laughs> and I love that because Crow Sting really needs to be a certain character, right? And especially if he's going to be here for a while, he needs to come off at least to begin with as this mysterious figure. So that people are wondering, why is he here? What's he going to do? <laughs> and then... <laughs> this whole thing went completely off of the fucking rail, and I Thank just wanted you. to fucking murder someone. Thank Sting you very Shibani much. <laughs> oh, buddy, it's all good. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't it great? It's been forever since we saw each other, buddy, buddy. Ha, ha, ha. It's like the Sting, it's Sting. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. That's exactly what I was saying. Anyway. I'm like, fucking paid. I'm like, tell Steen to shut the fuck up, for Christ's sake. And Tony, for that matter. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude, Chris. Think uh, about it. Wasn't it last week we were saying that the small dude got the hot tag? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were doing. Yeah, okay. And that was Darby Allen. He got the hot and tag. And that was Darby Allen, he right? He was heated up on Cody. That's right. And and that's just fucking laughable as it is, right? The small guy gets the hot tag. Can you believe that shit? But anyway, right, so this time, instead of the small guy getting the hot tag, we got the small guy not talking while the – Stinger, right, was doing all the yapping. Am, am, am I wrong? Or no, it's awful. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Straight. Shouldn't it be fucking Sting sitting there in the rafters watching on and fucking Darby Allen doing all the fucking talking? A hundred percent. Was always Darby Allen talk. Mysterious. Yeah. That's right. And what do we and get? To me tonight. I didn't watch last week, obviously, for a million reasons. Uh, Sting, Sting talked too much for a Sting character. As far oh, as I agree. I think we all agree with that. Yep. I was arguing earlier with Kevin Panetta, and he was telling me that, uh, and shout out to you, Kev. He was telling me I must hate wrestling because I said what I said. I basically said what you guys said, yeah? Tell Sting to shut the fuck up, and why is he talking? And he's like, do you even like wrestling anymore? I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I, I ask myself that question. <laughs> But hey, that's all, a stupid all... question, you know, to be honest. If, do you like wrestling anymore? Yeah, I fucking love wrestling. I just hate stupid talking. That's right. Yeah, well, especially from answer for you. Especially for character from characters that make no sense to be talking. You don't just come in the week before, stare everyone down, don't say boo, just to come in the week after and have a little partiki. Yeah. yeah. You you've got that's you've got funny. a character who's meant to be this this dark, ominous figure. And it's like, you know, when we were talking last week, somebody asked, you know, oh, what can you even do with Sting? He's not going to have a bunch of wrestling matches, right? And my the thing that I said was, yeah, but he can come in and be the AEW's version of the Phantom of the Opera. Now, I know that's a, a weird reference for a lot of people, but no, 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 he can not be actually. that character, and that's what he's supposed to be. So you've got this Phantom of the Opera character coming in and fucking yakking and hugging with the fucking people <laughs> and he's cracking jokes and wooing and all this other bullshit. Oh. And I just thought to myself, like, great, yeah. D does everybody remember that time Undertaker made his entrance <laughs> and the Druids were all there and, and, and Paul Bear was holding the urn? And then yeah, he came out at, the, at, at that exact time and started cheering and jumping up and down and slapping hands with the fans and everything. <laughs> and he everything. started does wooing. remember that? I remember no. that. I remember yeah, that. What are you talking about? Spitting verses with John Cena, right? Dude, you know? that's right. Don't, don't you remember that on SmackDown? He was busting it, man. I even saw yeah, Taker do a spin a Rooney. 
I could picture Sting yeah. wrestling in AEW though, because most of the guys are so small they weigh about as much as Sting's legs, so you don't really have to worry about <laughs> Sting getting hurt. Oh shit! So, <laughs> I thought I thought yeah. with three of us we wouldn't be so fucking bad, but Jesus, I, I, said, on this bad. I said the this Bucks had bad. good timing. I yeah, said no, the Bucks okay. had great timing. Yeah, so. no. All right, all right, Jimmy. This is not this is not three people being negative about a really good spot in wrestling. This is three people who really love wrestling and who understand what is supposed to be done. Taking a look at something as just an abject failure. This was stupid. Sting shouldn't even have been talking in the first place on his second week in. That's ridiculous. We shouldn't know that he's got a contract. I mean, that should never be mentioned. We should a never know Sting contract. has a goddamn contract. And a multi-year one at that too, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's a true story. So true story, Tim. I'm not. I'm not fucking around. That's that's a true story. And you know what's even funnier? You want you want to no. laugh? Do you guys want to really laugh? Let's you know, Sting it. Sting broke the record for merch in AEW. Really? really? I saw that? Yeah. He broke the fucking record. Now, what does that tell you about today's fucking wrestlers? Are they fucking over? Hmm. I don't know. No. <laughs> They're really not. Not even a little That's bit. That's why everybody has to keep going back to the well and bringing out Jake and Arn and stuff. Look, Jake was all right because you hardly see him, you know what I mean? But Sting, I'm, like I said, I'm a stinger, man. I was a little stinger too once upon a time, but, but Jesus, man, like, fuck. I don't know, man. Just make him not talk. Make him mysterious. Too late for that now because there's no point of going back there now. But, oh, well, it's TK. Yeah, but go to your average mall, right? Put up a big sign, Jake the Snake Roberts signing autographs. Put up a sign yep. at the mall next door, Darby Allen signing autographs. <laughs> Who's going to have a line out the door? You know what, Tim? There's a lot of fucking sad cunts out there that will literally line up for fucking Darby Allen, dude. Yeah, but yeah, that, but not like Jake. He's right. He's no, right, no, Tim. I agree. I agree. Darby Allen's over a little bit. And, and he is over. He is over. He really is. He really is over. You don't see it because you don't see the fans. But believe me, when it was full houses, the dude was getting pops, man. Oh, I can believe he's over with a bunch of fucking idiot marks who like all these yeah. like skinny fucking guys that do flipping noodles <laughs> just so they can, you know, spank their monkey to it for some reason because oh, they shit. feel they can do it. But <laughs> checking the chicken, a Darby is he? Allen is never going to have a career of a Jake the Snake Roberts or even a career of this thing. And no, he's never that's leave a lasting salty. impression other than when he hits his head on the ground too hard and dents it. Well, he does that. Multi- he, you know how many times he's fucking hurt himself? Dude, I don't know if you've ever seen... You never saw him wrestle, right, Tim? Just in that one um, that one match, and he had some ladder thing or whatever, and okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you one thing about him. At least he knows and he's self-aware of his body and his size because the way he uses his body is very unorthodox, and I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, but at that I point, too, though, he's going to end up with a really short career. Oh yeah, me and Chris have said that multiple multiple times. I agree. Yeah, he's not going to be around forever. This is not a kid that's going to be wrestling for twenty years. He, but he does. He, you know, he is aware of his size. He sells ninety percent of the time when he's in the yep. ring, and his offense is is based around I'm going to throw a hundred percent of my body weight at you. Exactly. I hit you with the problem exactly. is, like you said, Tim. I mean, honestly, how long can a guy do that for? And it's not like it takes a like I know it takes work to gain some muscle, but it's not like it's the hardest thing in the whole goddamn world to put on you know ten pounds. And I mean, even if he would just eat a little bit and gain ten <laughs> pounds of fat, 
he might look like he was a little more filled in. Well, all you got to do is carb up for six months and then do a cut, and then yeah. you'll automatically yeah. be bigger. And I'm saying that from experience because when hockey season, when I switched from being a right winger to right defense, I needed a little more poundage behind me. And that's well, all my trainers did to me, fucking pasta, 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 pasta. pasta. Well, to be when fit, training season started in like – because we started early. We would start mid-August because I played like all-star hockeys and traveling and all that stuff. Um you'd start doing your cut and hitting the weight room and then boom, like one year to the next, I had an extra 10, yeah. 15 pounds on me. No problem. Well, to be fair, I think it's safe to assume that the three of us are pretty big boys compared to Davy Allen, right? Yeah. I'm five eleven, two thirty. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm six foot and fucking, I'm probably fucking nearly hitting 300 pounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm 6'1", and I'm about 225, so. Yeah, well, there you go. And what's Darby Allen? Five, five fucking ten, if that, and about 150 pounds? Yeah, so he's, he's in the same weight small. class as Alicia Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh that puts shit in perspective. I like um, this. Tim, right. Tim's come out of his shell on, on the skirmish, just like we all do for this fucking show for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed this show has got an effect on fucking everyone that's on it? Yeah, it brings people <laughs> out, man. It's, uh, I'm you know. <laughs> anyway, go continue on. All right, let's move on here. Uh, Sting basically says that uh, he's not here for Cody. He seems to indicate that he's here to... Uh, fight Darby Allen, which is another thing that infuriated me because this is not the right way to use a guy this fucking age, man. Anyway, um, yeah, but once again, refer to my point from earlier. If Sting is fighting a guy that's 150 pounds, the odds of him getting hurt it's like nothing, right? Like, we don't have to worry about somebody giving him a buckle bomb and breaking his neck. Because Darby Allen fucking couldn't do that. The only True thing enough. he could do with Sting was hit him with a skateboard. Sorry, I'll quit reiterating into yeah. that situation. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. No, it's good, man. It's good. I, I'm just uh, if it seems like I'm if it seems like I'm uh, pausing or whatever, I think there's just a tiny little delay. So I'm trying to just stay ahead of it as best I can here. So it's nothing yeah. to do with you, man. I, you're great. Um, anyway, he ends it by basically putting his arm around Cody and just saying, "See you around, kid." And uh, I just, my heart broke a little bit. I don't even like Sting that much, dude. I, I was never a big Sting fan. I, you know, I was a Bret Hart guy. So the, you know, the guy's doing Bret's moves. I was an Ultimate Warrior fan when I was really younger. So he's got the Warrior's face paint. I, That's what I, I called him yesterday, the fake Warrior. WCW at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I dug what he did, you know, around WCW when he came back as the Crow Sting and everything. It was kind of fun. Uh, I feel like that silent protector character is a really cool, like easy to get across character. But this whole thing where he comes out and he just yaps for five minutes and he's hugging Tony Schiavone and, oh, it's so great to be back. Like, shut the fuck up, man. I just, I hated it. I hated it. It fucking pissed me off. Um, anyway, we'll move on here. Uh, Taz is backstage with his stable. Basically just talking about how they have beef with Cody, Darby, and Sting, and uh, it was pretty much nothing. So anything to say about either the end of what Sting had to say here or Taz, guys? Uh. Dudes. 
<laughs> what the fuck happened, man? I got kicked out. <laughs> anyway, man, I, I missed all the, all that shit. So yes, whatever you can continue it on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was basically just me continuing to talk about how much I hated this fucking segment and how they're doing Sting wrong. Whatever. I was never a big stinger like you were. Um, I, I always liked the technical guys. I always liked guys that looked like they had really great fights. Although I, I did say uh, I liked the Crow Sting. The, the, the Silent Protector character is easy to get over, and they're just fucking it all up. Anyway, we're moving on now because I don't want to talk about Sting anymore because I don't want to be so fucking angry anymore. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Next up, we've got the Varsity Blondes in the ring. It shows their record as four wins and six losses. And so, <laughs> great. And isn't that, that, that's, um, that, that's the team with Brian Pillman Jr., isn't it? Yes, this is Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, guys. I, I just had my notes a little fucked up because I, even though I said I wasn't going to take notes, I did. I was just on the wrong match because when I <laughs> saved them onto my phone, some of it, it sort of went alphabetical order instead of, like, chronological order. Yo, so that's, 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 that's where I'm at then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. <clears throat> Continue on, Chris. No, no worries, man. No worries. I, you know, honestly, when you said you weren't going to take notes, I was like, I know this motherfucker's taking notes. So, <laughs> um, the way the the way the match starts out is uh, FDR take control uh, with uh, Pillman. They're I really like the way that this match uh, comes across as FTR. They're very vicious. Uh, they're grabbing on Pillman's hair early on. Uh, that's sort of the way that they're bringing him up and getting their offense in. Um, Tully gets involved in the attack. He smacks one of them on the outside. Uh, I, I did notice that Pillman was using a ton of his dad's offense here. Um, yeah. I yeah. liked it. I don't know if everybody else will like it, but I, I liked it to start off with. Um, FTR goes over uh, pretty quick here. Uh, it was a quick match, but I really liked it because I feel like FTR do tag wrestling properly and – this was just a good, hard-hitting, quick match. You got to the point. You got the finish. You got out. So after all the Sting shit, I was very, very happy to see just a nice, quick match. What did you guys think? Well, for me, that match was actually uh, really good. I liked it. Uh, FTR, actually, they do work. This is my first time ever seeing them wrestle. Uh, they did fucking really good. Oh, okay. I did notice that Pillman was using a lot of his dad's type mannerisms and stuff because the only thing I've seen Pillman in is uh, Talking Shop on Mania. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. Actually, I kind of like this match. For a shitty show, there's actually, uh, as we go through it, I actually found some pretty good wrestling here today. I'm, I'm a fan of Brian Pillman Jr., right? But I feel like, like, what's happening, man? Like, at one stage, he seemed to be running pretty hot. And now he's just lurking on dark. It was the first time I seen him on dynamite in how long? Like he's the thing is he shouldn't probably go down his daddy's like his daddy's route because his dad was on another level, man. And I'm sure you know he's still young, but his dad was just too good, man. If anyone could fool you in kayfabe, it's him. Yeah, but if anybody could fool you and be another Pillman, it would be Pillman's son who was raised and grew up around him as well, right? Right, so, but he doesn't have the same attitude like his dad does. You know what I mean? Like that same sort gotta, of drive. I actually liked it. It was good. <laughs> I can see why Jim Cornette it puts was. over FTR. Yeah, look, I'll, yeah, I'm a fan of FTR. Match. 
look, they, there was a good match. It was a decent match for what it was. It was a typical TV match. How, how about that, right? Good match. Well, that's what I miss is typical TV matches with yeah, all the way no. stuff is these days. Like, no, you're this right. This brought me back to like uh, a day where it'd be like WCW Saturday Foundation versus the British Bulldogs on TV. A quick match, point yeah. got crossed. There was a winner, and you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, just, it was one of those things. Like it, yeah. But look, boys, I want to ask both of you guys this question: What what, what the fuck's going on with FTR, man? I don't like, know because this is my first experience. True, with them, so true. Wrong, wrong person. With. Chris, what are we getting from FTR? Are they crying too like, much? Yeah. No, I think that they're basically reheating these guys to go back after the Young Bucks. And I think that maybe the reason why, like the opening match, the Young Bucks had such dominant, such a dominant victory is to, is to kind of get across this idea that, um, you know, there are lots of really good tag teams in AEW, but there are only two really tippity top teams. Um, and they're right. going to have to go back at each other again here soon. Yeah, so, you, I, you know, it's not bad. Well, you know what my problem is, Chris, to be honest with you, and Tim, you might be able to like chime in on this one. But you know where I think it's leading to? The Bucks versus the Motor City Machine Guns. I'll put money on it. That's what we're going to get. Yeah, a bunch of small flippy floppy guys. Yeah, get your shit in fucking pay-per-view match. But... I don't, and the machine guns. What I seen at the beginning of the show, the Bucks. I'll skip that one. The Bucks right. actually look like they're a better team from my first impersonation of them. Oh, definitely. No, they're guns. brothers, dude. They're, they're actually I, legit I, I brothers. So I don't think that Motor City Machine Guns could carry the Bucks bags just after that first match. I've seen well, the Bucks in it. I'll tell you one thing. You know, I've watched TNA for years up until, you know, Anthem really took it over, right? And the Bucks. Yeah. I've watched the Bucks since the TNA days. And uh, they've them two them two teams have had some great matches in the past, dude. But when I say it's a fucking get your shit in type of match, oh boy! During uh, Impact, they always have those flashback moments, and a lot of them are. Uh, it would be the Bucks versus the Motor City Machine Guns. It was like a tables and ladders and chairs. Yeah, match they had some like awesome that. matches, dude. Generation Me, the Bucks were called <laughs> in TNA. But uh, I'd much rather see the North go against FTR. I agree. The North, you know what, man? They're coming, dude. They're starting to catch a lot of fire, I think. Chris? The North, the North need to need to have a better showing than they did than the one guy did this this last week on Impact. It was really, really bad match. So hopefully yeah. they work better as a team. What the fuck was that? Sorry, but there's, there's just a tiny little delay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Anyway, I'm picking up a delay from Jimmy, but nothing from Chris. So I'm delayed to you, Weird. Tim? Yeah, you're a little delayed to me. There's like a ping, but Chris is mean you're good. That's it's weird. Not a big deal. It's not that noticeable. It says excellent on my end, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows, bro? Oh, you're upside down. So Yeah, anyway, on. let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tim. Yeah, I mean, to Stranger Things, the upside down is bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, what are you trying to say, Hangman hey, Page is backstage. <laughs> I'm saying that you're the evil version of me, and fuck you. Um, oh, hey, oh, is, uh, backstage. oh, it's like that, huh? It's like that. Anyway, yeah, we'll see, Chris. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, no, 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 go, go, continue on. Oh God! All right, Hangman's backstage. He's drinking like usual. Um, somebody is it Marvez? I guess asks him. Yes. Uh, who's going to be your tag partners? And he says, oh, I, I'm not sure. I guess maybe I should uh, look for some. And then there's the Dark Order guys behind him. 
they offer to be his partners. I got to say one more time, uh, I like Silver. He's funny. He, he pops to me every time I see him talk. He's that makes really two of us. A legitimately funny dude. Anyway, we next up here is we, we've got a match, and it's number 10 versus Dustin Rhodes. This was a quick match. Uh, pretty much the highlights from Dustin here. Uh, he wins with a bulldog. I did think that this was funny, though. Uno comes out and offers Dustin a place in the Dark Order. He wants him to be number seven, which is a great callback to the uh, absolute failed experiment of a WCW run that Dustin had, being seven, the uh, <laughs> child molester. Uh, <laughs> Dustin didn't like Jesus. it. Uh, smack dude out. Uh, blah, 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 Dark Order nonsense. I don't know what else to say. It was whatever. I didn't realize that was Dustin Rhodes. All I wrote down for this match was two face can go. <laughs> yeah, it was a good match though. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so that's Dustin. He's uh, he's great. He's always been great. He continues to be great. And uh, as far as as far as I know, his life has really turned into something great now too. So I'm happy for him. Happy to still see him on the TV. He can work. Uh, I'll always I'll always be willing to turn to tune in to watch a Dustin Rhodes match. The guy can just straight out work. So oh, I can and agree I with you. Find 100%. this whole like, thing to be funny. He brought Gold Dust to life like nobody else would have or could have. You know, hey, that that I can I can 100%. I can agree with, man. No one can ever do that character like Dustin can, man. Sorry okay. about the background uh, noise. No, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, next up is some more hot fucking garbage from AEW. <laughs> so Tony's backstage in a chair, and then we see Brandy. And as soon as we saw Brandy, I immediately wanted to turn my fucking TV off. But I didn't. And then uh, and then we saw Shaq, and then I really wanted to turn my fucking TV off, but I didn't. <laughs> Shaq basically says, hey, man, I didn't mean any disrespect by what happened. I didn't want Jade to step on your arm the way she did. You know, she's maybe being a little overly aggressive, etc. Shaq legitimately came off here as the face in this situation. Like, you know, hey, I just I wanted to let uh, your your husband know that I want to get in the ring with him, but I, I didn't mean any disrespect, and I don't want anybody getting hurt. Uh, Brandy comes across as a huge bitch. Tony introduces her to start off with as the brand officer, and then he goes on to number all of Shaq's accomplishments, which are many. You know, he's done a lot. He's a multiple-time world champion. Uh, he's one of the world's biggest personas in the world. And Brandy literally responded with, "Oh, you're going to give him all those accolades, but you're only going to say the one thing about me." And I'm just really like, bitch, Fuck really. Off, yeah. <laughs> really, bitch? <laughs> what has Brandy done compared to fucking Shaq? And she shouldn't talk because she goes right up to his dick, man. Let's, let's be honest. Talk about My walking show notes, this was, honestly. Why was Michelle Obama giving Shaq etiquette lessons? You mean Michael Obama? <laughs> that, that, that was my notes oh, there because I have God. no idea who Brandy is. Did you, I heard did you she say was good in a song. <laughs> <laughs> did you say Michael Obama? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama uh, was giving uh, Shaquille O'Neal etiquette lessons, you know, like because uh, chick uh, beat her up or some shit, and that was kind of rude. Is what I don't get Jimmy this. started on this. Yeah, but. it's best you guys move on, otherwise I'm just gonna fucking skit it. And when I skit it, I skit it. <laughs> no worries here, mate. The the only thing I gotta ask is honestly, guys, though, like really, after watching this segment, who's the face? 
Shaq came out as the, 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 the guy. As the daddy. The stupid look at the end. Well, since there's no face, we just got a daddy. Right. <laughs> Who's the face? <laughs> Uh, that's the thing who is the face i fucking hated this dude. i believe it's a guy oh, named homeboy who's the face oh look look oh, who wants to call in do i let this fucking puto in or i don't know you have to ask him if he watched aew tonight and if he didn't he might have to get the boot quite quickly Chris, what should i do should i bring him in yeah bring him in yep Orale, Holmes. hey what's up guys you better what's be up, saying sorry to me right now why? <laughs> you know why. No, I don't know why. Why? See what happens when I jump on your fucking show, bro? I cop the heat, bro. Oh, come on, I bro. I the fuego, bro. About? I get the fuego from you, bro. Okay, first of all, this guy tries to put the blame on me, uh, Tuttles, and fucking he's the one that fucking started it all. At the end of the, at the, end of the Rational Rage Live, you know what he what? says? He goes... Hey, do you think, hey, Spiro, do you think I caught heat because I was on Homeboy Show? And you know what Spiro told him? Nah, you fucked up. That's why you caught heat, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. I've got the text messages saying that you're sorry, bro. Come on now. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? You know, you know exactly what I'm is, talking about. Homeboy is a heat <sighs> magnet. That's why I love having him on my show. Heat shows. magnet? Fucking hell, bro. Yeah. <laughs> even Spiro, even Spiro is upset with me, bro. Okay, guys, here's the thing. I know you guys are in the wrestling podcasting stuff, but you don't pay much attention to actual Podbeam world. <laughs> Homeboy is such a heat magnet that one of the top podcasts on all of Podbeam did a 38-minute show just on Homeboy. Yeah, because of my leprechaun. Told him to stick with Michael Jackson. <laughs> I, I asked Mike Tyson when he called in if, if, if MJ was there. <laughs> but unfortunately, fucking apparently he wasn't. Hey, homeboy, did you watch AEW tonight? Hey, look, you got some oh, fans. Oh, of course, man. I know about Kenny Omega and Darby Allen and the Young Bucks, bro. Come on, let's talk. <laughs> talk. What do you think of Darby Allen, bro? All right, let's talk. Next, uh, next up in Darby the show. Allen, you know. Okay, we got to get back uh, in the show here. He's All right, like I'm a I don't know. He's a weird, he's a weird guy. kind of has his paint you know half of his fucking face painted but you know he's an all right wrestler you know oh jesus christ go let's just continue <laughs> on homeboy bury in yeah, there bro continue on chris oh chris my the God. Roast okay Master. so next up we've got the we've got the inner circle coming out um you know i i like i like every single member of the inner circle for one reason or another and um you know hey man i i downloaded judas i like it it's a cool song but I'm going to say He's this Canadian. one more time. If if you're, you're a mock, if, you're, if you're if you're standing around the goddamn ring, if you're standing around the goddamn ring and you're making money from AEW and you're singing Judas, you're fucking fired right now. You're fired. Get the fuck out of here. Homeboy sings God, all the time though. This is me off. If it, if it's happening in the crowd, huh? fine. If it's happening in the crowd and you're a fan, fine. But if you're a fucking professional wrestler. If you're Austin Gunn and you're st and you're standing there around the fucking ring and you're singing that shit, I I'm gonna slap you and I'm gonna fire you. I'm gonna go Jim Cornette on your fucking ass. I'm gonna Ooh. slap you upside the head and tell you to get the fuck out. Yeah, but, but Chris, can I ask you something? Anyway, can I ask you, you something, Chris? Go for it. What about if Homeboy is singing it? That's fine. Yeah. Homeboy doesn't get a fucking check from AEW. Ugh. Okay, okay, do you guys? Well, you know who I like. You want to I know like, something secret? I like Brian Cage. Podcast? 
Now, 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 now this man is giving you shit, Tim. <laughs> no, I like know. something that'll get me kicked off this podcast. He's get... <laughs> Go Jericho's my third cousin. <laughs> no, he's not. That's not going to get you kicked off the podcast. Oh, ball. really? Go this back and listen to his podcast a week ago. Get the fuck out of here, mate. His cousin with his last name Gilby. That is also <laughs> my cousin, and he plays in the NHL. <laughs> and we played minor and junior hockey together. And then he carried on his career. I had too many broken shoulder injuries, so I quit at the age of 21. And I could have made be- it too. Would Chris you believe- Jericho's my third cousin. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the family tree one of these days. You, I don't you know who else I like, guys? Thick. I, like, <laughs> I like Cole Cabana. You know, he was in the NWA. Kill uh, me now. now. <laughs> Seriously, go back to Chris Jericho's podcast two weeks ago, and he's talking about his cousin with the last name Gilby. Who is currently playing in the NHL? He, that kid is also my. I'm going to ask cousin. Chris that. I'm going to ask Jericho that. I'm going to you say your cousin worry. says hi, Mr. Gilby. You don't know Chris dude. Jericho. Hey, dude, listen, Third we're cousin. Canadian, right? And there's there's only there's only like 30 million people in our country, so we're all like related to each other by you know by not very far. Because you know, I was I, I was telling uh, I was telling Jimmy a while back, like through marriage. Okay, let me just. Let me just make sure I'm clear on that. Through marriage, um, I'm actually cousins with Vampiro. So, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. You Canadians, man. One is related to fucking Jericho. The other one's related to Vampiro. Yeah, literally. Who's related to I'm related to Eddie Guerrero. (laughs) Three hours from where Vampiro lives. Viva la raza. (laughs) You know who I'm related to then? Batista. No. Batista. Yeah, no, he's Greek, you no, know. He's not Greek. You should have said he's you should have said Crocodile Dundee, motherfucker. Get out of here. My luck, I'm Greek, not a fucking bogan fucking Anglo Saxon. <laughs> you're lucky you didn't say you're related to Dashwood. I would have kicked you off your own show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not related to her either. I told you I've got Greek fucking blood for Christ's sake. Are you li- related to the Greek? I don't know who you're talking about, man. Mm. Let, me, not, let me just say one more time that Tennille Dashwood is the Bret Hart of Australian wrestling. Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm off. I'm out. Uh, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. <laughs> stop, bro. I'm joking, oh, bro. God. Relax. <laughs> okay, we got to get back on we got to get back on fucking track here. Got to so get back on point. I got to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> All right. The the inner circle are out. It's a serious night for the inner circle. Um, MJF doesn't want to run the circle. He knows everybody thinks that, but that's not what he wants. Uh, Jericho says, MJF, we watch the show. Like, the show is not in a bubble. We can watch the show. We know what happened last week. And I just thought, well, thank God somebody fucking watches their wrestling show because, you know, I've been watching this this WWE product my whole life and nobody ever <laughs> seems to be able to know what happened the fucking week before. So that was good. <laughs> Um, Ortiz backs up MJF. He basically says, hey, you know what? You're kind of a dick, but, uh, you know, you're also worth something. So he tells Sammy to man up. Sammy shakes hands. The circus cool, except that the big guys want to know, why the fuck is that other motherfucking big guy staring at me? And that made me laugh because that's something that, if you remember, Jimmy, I mentioned during the Vegas segment. Like, why are these guys fucking staring at each other? Are they in love? Dude. What the fuck are we doing with this? <laughs> I don't know, man. A big black bat. (laughs) God, not the fucking. Once you go black bat, you never go back. 
<laughs> my show oh my notes God. for this segment was three out of six of these people look like they belong together. The other three just sort of look <clears> like throw-ins. Well, what, what Chris was talking uh, about, remember when, uh, when Ortiz was flying off his gut on some of that Mali? When? I I, I, this is my first AEW experience. No, no, no. I'm talking about a couple of weeks ago. and Chris was talking about the Vegas segment. He'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I seen a picture yep, yep. of it, and I said pretty much the exact same thing, like too many skinny guys in with their crew. <laughs> and skinny but, jeans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hear homeboys but, yeah. into skinny jeans. There's a lot of skinny jeans going on. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I know your favorite wrestler, bro. It's Sunny Kiss. Oh, of course I'm loving him, boy. Oh, As you know, Sunny <laughs> Kiss, he's, I'll, I'll say kiss him. I don't even know who Sonny Have you got a problem with, with, with Poofers, homeboy? He's in your roster, you really don't Have you got a problem with Poofers? He's is. in your roster, Tim. My <laughs> roster? What roster is that? This is my first time watching AEW, and I only watched it to see if they were going to talk about Impact. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Did I, I thought... even mention Impact? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not okay. oh, never mind. Much. I don't know. What okay, so uh, Max <laughs> MJF starts talking a little bit uh, after they all basically say they're going to be friends again. Uh, he's very, very impassioned. Jericho interrupts him quickly and says, "Max, you're ruining it." I love Chris Jericho. God, do I love Chris Jericho? Everything that guy does turns to gold. Um, including again, though, if you were any song you and. Listen to me, okay? Jericho's great. His song is great. Everything about Jericho is great. If you're getting a fucking paycheck from AEW and you're standing around and singing his song when he comes to the ring, you're fucking fired. <clears throat> oh, someone's triggered. Anyway, yeah. back to the show. Yeah, it's not like you can uh, sing FTR have a quick rock. Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho is way past his prime, bro. Come on, fuck. You know what, dude? Have you watched him wrestle lately? No. Homeboy, well, no. trust me, he, he's not as bad as you think, dude. Yeah, sure, he's not. He doesn't wrestle like the like the Y two J of of old or the mm-hmm. Lionheart days. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man, he works like a heavyweight now. He he hardly does any fucking like uh, high risk moves anymore. He works like mm-hmm. a true older veteran should work at this age. But he does a good job of it. He's like so Hulk he works, Hogan like, in WCW, yeah, taking off the weightlifting belt. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. No, pretty much. don't pretty you much. dare fucking compare Chris Jericho to Hulk Hogan. Ever, oh, come on, dude. Hulk Hogan, ever, 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 don't do that. Hulk Chris Hogan Jericho has a better hairline. Remember yeah, well, when Hulk Hogan would take off the weightlifting belt and he'd whip people in the back and that was one of his moves? And he'd, and like, he'd do those fake Huff. spits. He'd be like, Huff. 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 Yeah. on the belt and yeah. stop fucking whacking him. Yeah, man, that's Chris Jericho now, bro. What you gonna do, brother? Brother. Man, you gotta love the Hulkster, man. I don't care if he's a racist prick or not. He's still I fucking Hulkster. Always you gotta give it the to Hulkster. Him. He's not as over him. as the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be Bret Hart. <clears throat> but, well, I don't know about that. Day. I don't know. I remember in Canada when they were chanting that man's name like no one else. And I'll show you a video of that. Right after he wrestled The Rock, it was in Montreal, Raw was in Montreal, and the crowd wouldn't stop chanting Hogan, Hogan, Hogan while he was still a heel. 
Yeah, you but tell if you me, put Hogan okay. versus Bret Hart at that same time, everybody would be charged. Char- 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 I don't know, bro. You know listen, what? I don't know. I don't know. That's debatable, listen, man. No, we all got to no, agree. No, Hulk no, no, Hogan, no, Hulk Hogan put professional wrestling on the map worldwide. Thank you. Him Thank and, you, homeboy. Him Thank and you. Vince like McMahon. Him and Vince thing. McMahon both put pro wrestling worldwide. Everybody knows his name. From it's fucking fact, Japan Hogan. to Australia to exactly. England exactly. to the United States. That Hulk man can Hogan's walk into any place in the world sure. and people will – he should be. I don't care. See, people getting confused with today's bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. Let's not get that twisted. Fucking get rid of all that shit. Mm-hmm. He's in the Mount Rushmore whether you, you, or anyone out there likes it or not. It <laughs> oh, is what I it like is, him. man. I just like Bret Hart more. But my no, first oh, ever wrestling fine. T-shirt Ooh. was Hulkamania. I'm a Bret Hart fan too, but I'm just how many saying. how many how many heads are in Mount Rushmore? So Hogan's one of them, right? How many heads Bro, are in the real Mount Rushmore? Four. I don't know. Four. Yeah, you're four. talking to okay. Canadians and a fucking Damn. Aussie. So Hulk yeah, Hogan, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. Right? Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are in there, right? Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Stone Cold. <sighs> I love Stone Cold, but no. No. Yeah, I love Stone Cold as well, but it's debatable, man. It's tough. The Rock. His wrestling career was See, four I would years put The Rock in there. At a peak mm. at the top. Four years at the maximum amount. Who are you he talking about? Was Tim? good. He exploded, but Stone Cold's career wasn't long enough to make it to the Mount Rushmore for me. You're right, but but that was the quickest short period yeah. anyone has ever shot to the top, though. Bruno San Martino? Does he make yes, it? Yeah. He's got, yes, he's yep. got to be in there. Yep. Okay. Hogan, Flair, San Martino, and uh, one, see, more. one more. One more. Maybe a, new, maybe a new era. So who? New, who nah, nah, nah. No? Nah. Nobody from no. the new era. Maybe Cena. John, maybe. John, John Cena? Maybe. No. no. I've, yeah, I, you got to put Taker uh, in there then, man. No, come on, bro. The problem know, with this kind of conversation is that it's entirely it's subjective. subjective what exactly. You, what you, what Chris, I want to hear your... Who's, who, oh. who deserves to be where. I throw Bobby the Brain Heenan or Andre the Giant. Look, the best way to do this is by company. You can't do it in the whole of professional wrestling. So what do you do yeah. then? Take one person from each company. No, 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 no. Okay, you Hogan can do that. Flair. But Hogan's been in WCW. Yeah. yeah but he goes, and he goes I wouldn't yeah. put Ric Flair on my he, Mount Rushmore. Whoa. You, you know what? I'm with Chris. I, I, I wouldn't put Flair there either, actually. Even though even though I know he deserves to be there. But, man, he was old even when I was fucking a little kid watching fucking yeah, pro wrestling. Let's be honest. Yeah. If you've Kidding ever listened to Ric Flair had a hell of a career. Ric Flair had a hell of a career. But honestly, if you've seen uh, if you've seen if you've seen ten Ric Flair matches, you've seen every you've fucking Ric Flair it, match. It doesn't ever. matter. In the eighties, yeah, it was fucking yeah. Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair, always on the pro wrestling definitely, illustrated cover. He's right he's for right. a yeah, But you're talking about who's and bigger. Dream match. Who's bigger Not doesn't make dream it match. onto my fucking list personally. It's who's the best. Yeah, but who, you motherfucker, and I'm gonna put yeah, but Chris, I like watching the most. Listen. Listen, listen. You're not gonna, you're not gonna convince me that you that you can put fucking Justin Bieber on the Mount Rushmore of, of rock and roll music because he <laughs> no, sold the Michael. Don't fucking Canadian. No, Michael Jackson's there for <laughs> He's sure. He's Canadian too, you prick. But Chris, can you hear my point? I'm not trying to push flair on you, but I've listened to like there was a four hour documentary on the history of the NWA title, and if yeah. you watch that, 
because I had no, I had zero use for Ric Flair. I really did because I was at the age where mm-hmm. he was already old going into WWF. But if you go back and listen to the four-hour documentary sure. of the whole history of the title of the NWA, yeah. how many times, yeah. how many things he's done, yep. and how yep. many times he's had to shoot to keep it. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Total, oh, I've got a bigger one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just settle this once and for all. We all get to pick one, right? And we all yep. have to agree, and they go into okay. Mount Rushmore. I'm going so Flair. Got one. I'm all right, so you Flair. say Flair. Do we agree yep. with Flair? I'm 50-50, and I'll say no in my book, but I get why oh. he should be there. No, the thing is, it's my age. If everybody, okay, can, can, can I say, can I say why? If everybody can here I... gets one, I'm okay with him being on the app. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say this. You guys didn't grow up in the '80s. You guys were a little young. I watched. No, when I, I watched them on when I watched them on TV. I watched in back, the '80s just just quietly. That's fucking, when I started watching. He was a better promo than Hulk Hogan. Okay. He was a better champion than Hogan because Hogan only wrestled like once a month 100%. or in pay-per-views. This motherfucker was wrestling for the as the NWA champion and other promotions defending it. Right. Or he was he was always on TV cutting the best fucking promos. But but, but hold was, on, hold on, hold on. And he was with the he four is. horsemen and it was dope. Okay, was that's dope. that's to a, that's to a hardcore Marky fan though. But when you look at or, <laughs> no, I'm not calling you a mark. I'm a mark too, dude. I'm just being honest, right? Well, but when I say fucking worldwide and I mean worldwide yeah. pop culture and fucking wait, and, wait and a just, minute. In foot, you know what they do in football in the in the behind the, in the um before they go on to a game, they fucking copy Ric Flair. Woo! Styling them, profiling, yeah, and they to copy be John man. Cena doing the "You Can't See Me." <laughs> That's true too. Okay, though. guys. So, homeboy's Ric Flair. Yeah, Chris, who's on you know. your uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Chris, it's Brett. And I don't even need to fucking defend that. He's Ooh. he's he's he is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will You're be. You're Canadian, bro. All you want, but Brit, the, he's one no. Of shut up. The absolute yeah. best. The absolute best who ever wrestled in the ring. The absolute best of all time. The guy who told the best stories. The guy who had the best finishes that weren't just take my fucking finisher, you bitch, and lay down. <laughs> that guy is Bret Hart. He's the best right. storyteller to ever mm. lace up the fucking boots. Fight. I won't lie. I won't lie. Bret is in my top three, right? And he made Stone Cold's career as far as I'm concerned. He did. We mm. especially that double swerve. Yeah, and that yeah, Survivor yeah, yeah. Series 96 match was underrated. Yep. God damn it, bro. You make a good argument. Okay. Okay, Jimmy it's hard. T. That's what I mean. It's hard. Man. You tell me. No. You tell me. A, you tell me a wrestling match in the history of professional wrestling that tells a better and more complete story than Austin Hart WrestleMania. What was it? Thirteen. It tell was me a fucking better. Re- 14, better 14, WrestleMania match. fourteen. No, thirteen. WrestleMania thirteen. No, you know what? I've all, I always enjoyed his matches. He's kind of like uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Both great wrestlers, Except right? a much better talker. Steamboat was a yeah. bit boring, you know what I mean? Just a right, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, but nevertheless, a great fucking worker. But but, but the thing is, and, I agree and, with Brett. Sorry, just, let me say, just let me say one more thing about Brett before you go on. One yeah. more thing about Brett. His heel work at the end of his run in, w, in, or in WWE was one remarkable of the in the sense I that agree. he did something that nobody else was ever able to do in the history. Again, in the fucking history of wrestling, nobody else was able to do this. 
where he turned it so that the crowd in America was the heel, not him. He just gave it over to the crowd. He brought them into the matches in a way that nobody else had ever done at the time. And he basically said, I'm not the bad guy. You're the bad guy. I'm doing the right thing. People around the world still love me. But he made the audience in America the heel of the show. That's some truly fucking epic professional wrestling. Keep in mind, it wasn't Bret Hart's idea to do that. It was Vince McMahon's idea he, to do that, and he didn't even want to do it. So, he, for the reason, yeah, who pulled listen, it off? Bret was yeah, awesome, he off. but he was—he's not better than a lot of wrestlers. Okay, he's a better wrestler, but when it comes to the overall package, he doesn't touch yeah, a lot yeah, of overall. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. He's a, he's overall package, but tell me that Rob Van Dam's not a better wrestler than Bret Hart. No, no, sorry, no, See, you can't. You I love RVD, but listen, that's if you were to ask me my my own no, personal look, listen, my own personal what? fucking version I'm of not the, even Canadian and I could fucking say that would be would be Brett, Benoit, R V D and Rey Mysterio because those four guys had exciting matches and did yeah, things man. that nobody else did in the ring. But that Rushmore people would absolutely take a dump on your face and you'll eat it. <laughs> I'll tell you now. And you enjoy it too. Fine. I'm telling you. I don't give a okay. fuck. Okay. okay. So we if, got a Ric Flair. If, we if, have a if Bret you Hart. Had, if you had a Mount, Mount Rushmore. Hey, before that, because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get off right now. If you had a Mount Shitmore of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 big, big pal, Mazzy Pano uh, was his name. Would be get on the it, fuck off my show. Oh, get out of here. Go. <laughs> no, I'm joking, bro. I'm telling you, you, you can, you're gonna fuck me up bad. <laughs> you motherfucker, man. I'm gonna fucking. I'm telling you. I just, I just want to point out that the PWC does not support that, uh, that particular. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand idea. what he was saying, so I, I don't even know what he was saying. It's best you don't understand, Tim. Trust me. Block okay. your ears, cover your eyes, and pretend you don't hear shit. I don't. What's okay, moving name? on, Jimmy. Who's your one guy? Big gal. I don't know. My, my one guy. Look, I said it before. It would have to be Hogan, man. Because think about it, in 96, right. there was no better heel turn, in my fucking opinion, when the fucking Hulkster brother turned into Hollywood Hogan, man. <laughs> that shit was epic. And I'm not talking about epico. It was epic. What you gonna yeah. do, brother? <laughs> what Hulkamania runs wild on you, okay. brother? Where's Mike Tyson? I want to hear Mike Tyson. Okay. Yeah, he's not here, bro. That was Hulk Hogan. Right. I was going to pick a, ref, a, a manager for the Mount Rushmore because managers help the world go around. Probably the brain Hayden straight oh, away. You ready? On, bro. Here's my pick. We're seeing so wrestlers. We got a Hulk Hogan. We got a Ric Flair. We got a Bret Hart. And I'm slapping up the rock. Oh. Yeah. I'll put the rock over Stone Cold any day. Okay. Yep. Any day of the week. Twice I on like Sunday. But for wrestling, The Rock has done more, and he's gone on from rags to riches. Because of movies? Because of his no, no, no. For me, it's not, for me, it's not just because of movies. For me, that guy literally, when I turned, look, WWE, WWF was always my home team company growing up, right? I won't lie. All right? I was pure wow. WWF guy. I wasn't really into WCW or the NWA. I used to hate him because of, of me being a WWF guy. But then once Nitro started, I'll admit I jumped over because every time I try to watch WCW back then, I used to hate it, man. 
used to be garbage wrestling to me until Nitro started. And then the Monday Night Wars started. Then I switched over, right, man. Right, yeah. And then The Rock was the reason why I switched no, back to WWF. I'm going to have to disagree, guys. When Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold, that was fucking so hot. I that agree. angle. Uh, yeah, but it was okay. a flash in the Those... pan. It's like. What? It wasn't. It, come on. That's Stone Cold was a flash, flash in the pan. No, yeah. no. Dude, that catapulted them past WCW. I mean, I mean, Tim, 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 sorry. Yeah, but Tim. it was still a flash in the pan. It, was it wasn't Stone a flash Cold's in the career pan, dude. Oh wasn't long God. enough to make it to, to a Mount Rushmore. And even if you listen to Stone Cold and you ran that scenario past him, he would actually agree with that point that his career in Team, WWF look, was not team. long enough. Yeah, but he got hurt. That's why. Look, yeah, he exactly. did get hurt. And matter, Tim, but... Tim, put all that bullshit aside, right? He Let's was a great put all wrestler, that bias man. aside. Going by how much money the guy made in just the business itself, he deserves to be number one. And that's without me being biased. Just by the amount of money he made on merch, the amount of pay-per-views he sold, just by his name alone. Okay, here, here's you the thing. Give him that. Flair, if you took Ric Flair's career versus Stone Cold Steve Austin's, I can guarantee you that Ric Flair put more blow up his nose than Stone Cold <laughs> made in his life. Of course he did. Oh, yep. yeah. But you know the how many with money fucking Ric Flair fight. would show up on a Friday night at an arena. He'd walk out with fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars in his pocket cash. Yeah, and guess what? He's fucking broke as a joke right and now. He and he would do that story. five times a week minimum. I, and how much? Ric Flair has gone through more money than Stone Cold has ever made. Yeah, I guarantee it. <clears> yeah, but he, it. he's hey, wasting. Guys. Oh, I love you guys. I gotta fucking fuck. go. I can't fucking but take this shit about my my homeboy. I I, I think Rick I, 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 I gotta have made more money than Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? What'd you say, homeboy? We'll What's you your thanks for uh, th- dude. Thanks for coming I, on, homeboy. I can't fucking take this shit, dude. Thanks for I fucking up our show, homeboy. No fucking, you're talking shit about Ric Flair. I gotta go, bro. I'm talking good about Ric Flair. Get your fucking Ric Flair licking ass on out of here, bro. Get the fuck out of here! Over Stone Cold, and I love Stone Cold. Oh, you fucking leak fucking flares, fucking crusty ass, don't you, fucking homeboy? No, no, no. he's he's. You do that sort of thing to Ricky. Nah, he's number one in my book, bro. But that's for me. Number one, indeed. Okay, I'm out of here. See you. See you later. I'm. I'm not. Will not be disrespected. I'm never disrespectful on a podcast, and I will not be disrespectful. Okay? This guy never remember disrespectful on the podcast. Remember that, fellas. Remember everybody to pop over to the Rational Rage channel and listen to me and Homeboy on the RR scenario. Yes, that's right. Homeboy is a, is a permanent co-host. Yep, aren't you, Homeboy? That's right. Okay, man. Now I got I got to go, guys, and uh, keep doing your AEW show. And uh, yeah, don't forget Mount Shitmore. With later, that guy later. Mentioned. All right, later. Bye. Uh, wow. Okay, we still have like two or three segments to get through for fuck's sakes. Sorry, sorry oh, about that. Are we still yeah. talking about that shit show? That was a good segue, anyway. Yes. Funny. It's but anyway, like skirmish. Go. We have to finish. Okay, right. wait, here so, we go. Just uh, one, one second. Next, one a, second. Go ahead. All right. Do you not ahead. think that Ric Flair over 20 years made more money than Stone Cold made in four years? I no. will say per year for a big inflation. Uh, no Stone chance. I'll tell, you why. I'll tell you why he didn't because he was working in WTW and the NWA, man. That, that sort of money just wasn't there unless you were in New York, buddy. It is no, what it is. You're wrong, though, because when NWA title would roll in, 
to an arena. They would sell 10,000 tickets. Yes, but we're talking about money here and pay-per-view sales alone. They couldn't touch WWF. That's a fact. Yeah, but are you rolling to an arena five nights a week and you're putting 75 grand cash in your fucking... Your purse, you're 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 doing oh, pretty damn good. I'm a Flair fan too, but I, look, I'm not I'm not even the biggest Stone Cold fan, but you know I got to give credit where credit's due. It is what it is, man. The guy made more money than anybody. Even Flair will tell you that Hogan made way more money than he does. That comes out of his own mouth. I'm serious. I'm not joking. <laughs> and I still will maintain that the people on the Mount Rushmore. Is should have absolutely nothing to do with how they were fucking booked because that's not about them. So what Rick is it? Like that's why two hundred thousand world fucking titles. It's you talking about? No, to me, okay, okay. So th- I think this comes down to like the way that different people in different countries perceive professional wrestling, and in so Canada, it's considered to be a traditional thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a bad thing about Australia. I'm just saying that. Like uh, in Canada, uh, we consider it to be a traditional thing. So I, to us, believe me, crack, I know that, right? I know that, yeah. And I'm and very well aware of that. And if you're a great, and if you're a great artist within the ring, that's what people in this country really like, really appreciate. And that's why I said, like, my Mount Rushmore, fucking Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair aren't even on there. I've seen every. I've seen three Ric Flair matches, and so I've seen all of Ric Flair's matches. Okay, so Hulk what's your criteria, Chris? What's, what's your criteria for, for, for getting into the Mount Rushmore? I want to know this. Okay, first of all, you need to be believable, okay? Your work needs to look like you're actually having a competition, okay? Right. Day in, day out, it needs to look real. Number two... Right. You need to be able to come up with interesting moves, interesting spots, and interesting finishes. You need to have a mind for professional wrestling. You need to be the kind of wrestler who doesn't injure people on a night-in, night-out basis. And you need to have had an extended period where you were where you were doing things that nobody else could touch. And that's why, for me, my Mount Rushmore is Brett, Benoit, RVD, Ray. Those four guys... Ray. Meet those criteria. All right. Well, Ray, you know what dude, the real. I'll show tell you me what somebody real, who did who did what Ray can do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, if you talk to any pro wrestling sort of historian, they will tell you that's not a criteria. The criteria is about who was over the you know worldwide, who made the most money, right? That's basically the criteria. Like who was over and who who made the most money. But really, it's, it comes down to money. That's how the wrestlers see themselves at. It's not the belts. It's not how many belts they've won or how many great matches they've had. Because well, if that's the case, today's wrestlers have great matches. But are they anyway near like fucking great? Well, I popped the rock up there because, to be honest, I enjoyed his whole career except for when he was with the Nation of Domination. I didn't like that. Oh, I love that. I just didn't like that whole gimmick. That was a bit too um, real for you there, Tim? Or <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what <laughs> or, it was. Was it because, or is it because they accused the Hart Foundation of being racist, if you remember? Maybe. Do you remember that? Do you, know, do you guys know what I'm talking about? I don't recall that, but it could be yeah. embedded in yeah. the back of my brain. And I, It I was back in 97. <laughs> it was because of DX. The Hart Foundation was feuding with DX, but DX sort of uh, made uh, the, nation, the nation believe that they spray-painted like all these racial slurs. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't ring a bell for me. But like I said, it could be in the back of my brain. But 
I'm oh, sure Chris knows me. what I'm on about. Yeah, I agree. I'll put the rock yeah. in there. But anyway, this is for another show. Let's just keep moving on. So go, Chris. Yeah, we need to clear two hours. Just right. for and again, yeah. again, dude, you're asking me my personal opinion about it. So oh, my, my God. Personal opinion, but... And I okay. completely you, respect if you that. Have, if you have Rey Mysterio down. in your damn Mount Rushmore, <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we've got a shitty six-man coming up here. So it's uh, Kingston, Butcher, and Blade versus Archer and the Lucha Brothers. And I have written down here, where's Pac? What the fuck happened? Who, who's Pac? Oh, Neville, a.k.a. Neville for you, Tim. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who you don't know who Neville yeah, is? You, 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 know, you must know all about this because you've been a wrestling fan sometime in the last 20 years. So you must have known this this incredible um, tag team that uh, Pac and the Lucha Brothers have. And oh, man, if you don't know this team, you're not a exactly, fucking fan. You're not a fan. Behind exactly how they came together out. and why they're good friends. <laughs> the only person I recognized walking out was Jake the Snake Roberts. Did he, did he pop out his little snake? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I was at an indie show one time where Jake accidentally ripped some guy's dick out pretty much. <laughs> I've gone to an indie event back in 92 to see Jake the fucking snake. Well, the uh, manager of the team that he was going against because he was in a tag team match, he went to pull the guy's pants down, but he grabbed a little too hard, grabbed his boxers and everything, fucking yanked it down. And and the way the guy fell at the same time, it looked like he like scraped his cock across the mat. Well, there you go, folks. You heard it here first. Thank you, Tim, for that nice little story. Wow. That's a big wrestling event. That's a great event. Seems like a fucking, oh, uh, you know, a bit of a, bit of a sunny kiss fucking festival going on over there. Eh? It was fucking hilarious. It was the guy's name was the infamous Jay Moore. He was actually Ben Hamid's uh, manager at Crossfire Wrestling. Thanks for telling me that. Ben, <laughs> what were you doing, man? <laughs> Yalla, come on, bro. <laughs> ben anyway. was there. It just happened to be the same dude. Oh, okay, all right. Go All right, we're moving on now. Uh, Butcher puts Penta through a table before the match starts. The heels focus on Phoenix, which they should because he's the small guy. Uh, they get heat. Uh, Archer tags in. He's aggressive. It, I have a question here. Is he a fucking face now? What the fuck is happening? Where the fuck is Pac? They were supposed to be like this. You know, they were back together again, and it was such a big deal the other week, and now Pac's just fucking not there. Wonderful. Chris, I'm going to ask you a question before you continue. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask you one question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, what, what do we call this show? What's wrong with the booking of this show? What, what sort of uh, sickness do we give this fucking type of booking, Chris? Please tell. I... Bipolar. Come on, it's bipolar. Yeah, that's right. Bi fucking polar. This is what you call bipolar booking. So you seriously. One team, the one team was the Lucha Brothers? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah, yes, so one right. of them guys, right. the Laparka guy. <laughs> How long yeah, have you been watching Impact for, Tim? How long have I what? How long have you been watching Impact for? Uh, one year. Okay, because them two guys that you're talking shit about were former Impact World Champions, both of them, Phoenix. I seen them and lose Pentagon. to those guys that are now with Chris Jericho at the first Impact pay-per-view that I watched when I returned to watching wrestling on TV. Are you referring to LAX? Yeah, LAX, yeah, when they were with... Well, them two were legitly the world champs of that promotion, what, about two years ago? 
Yeah, that was before yeah. I started watching again, right? Okay, so, all right. Yeah, uh, it's understandable. So I've seen, I have actually seen a match with them, but they lost to LEX, and then LEX was the tag team champs for a while on Impact. Yeah, no, I, I remember. But I mean, I, I was watching it then too at that time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Chris. Anyway. Yep. Okay. Uh, Phoenix tags in. He does some incredible stuff, which he always does. It's fun to watch. Uh, he takes the loss uh, via that powerbomb neckbreaker that Butcher and Blade do. Archer clears the ring. That's about it. I I don't know. I couldn't bring myself oh, to care about this match. Tell me, tell me one thing. There's another thing. Now that you bring up Archer, what the fuck is going on with Archer? He looks like he's I trying don't to look know, dude. I thought he was a what? What? Whoa, whoa, both of you, slow down. <laughs> Sorry, you, go, Chris. Say what you were going to say first. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought he was a heel. I don't know what the fuck's happening here. He's a baby face all of a sudden, and he's with the Lucha Brothers. I'm like, what? what? He's with the Lucha when Brothers? Did this happen? When did that happen? That was well, what's confusing was about me because I listened with them to this week. <laughs> I listened to a lot of podcasts, and Archer was supposed to be the bad guy, but I know Butcher and Blade's the bad guys too, right? Dude, don't ask. We don't have a fucking clue. Every week this shit changes. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Seriously, we really thing, don't. The only thing I liked about the match was um, was the Butcher and Blade finishing move. It was sort of like a Stone Cold stunner mixed with something else kind of thing, kind of deal. I, I like it when tag teams, like, because, like, I grew up on, you know, the Road Warriors and yeah, yeah. Demolition and, you know what I mean? Hey, me the tag device yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. Like, I really like a good tag team finish. And that one didn't look like it took much of a setup or anything like that. It was just, boom, they got into it. A good, nice, devastating-looking move that looked like it could fuck your neck and back up at the same time. I really liked that move. That, that was the highlight of the match for me. And then it all went to shit after that. <laughs> Chris... <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm with him. I like the finish. Um, I do like 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 he's saying. I like tag finishes. I like if you can do something interesting with it. Um, again, like I'm with you. I grew up on, you know, I grew up on seeing the heart attack and different stuff like that. So if guys can do a cool finish together, that's it. You, you get it. You get a plus from me. But the rest of this match was just. I, I'm trying to follow it, and I just I'm left with so many fucking questions. Like. What the fuck is going on in this company? And, and the thing is, like Chris, it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and we've been watching this now consistently for how many weeks? About five weeks straight. Yeah. And we still don't have a fucking clue what the fuck is going on. Every week this shit changes, <laughs> man, for no reason. Like, for no particular reason. It's like they book it week by week. Yeah, and, and the thing is, they'll start a feud and then just drop it without telling you why and and what the fuck. I think Tony Khan yeah. and all of has a, a sudden, bunch of names with right. magnets on them, right? And he has a fridge. Are you talking about the cream team? A handful of magnets with the names on, throw them at the fridge, and whatever <laughs> sticks, okay, we'll this guy gets <laughs> Whatever this sticks, guy. right? Yeah, whatever sticks to the fridge. It's the that's, cream that's team. The do, you, do you think Tony <laughs> Khan plays Spider-Man in his spider suit? Do you get the joke? <laughs> do you get it? Since you said it's a joke, but I could picture that fucking nerd dressing up like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. Whatever sticks to the wall, get it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My spidey senses are tingling. This is going to be a killer match. 
Uh, Call J. Well, Jonah Jameson really and make sure we book this match. Man. What? <laughs> Spider-Man versus Spider-Man? Yeah. Another reference to uh, the whole no, dude. Kenny TK Omega. will not book anything unless Orange Cassidy's in it. Okay, don't. And don't the cream me. team. <laughs> RIP to the cream team. <sighs> For those God. of you that get it, okay. we'll get it. But yeah. All right, next up, uh, it's backstage chaos. There's something going on backstage, and they go backstage, and there's some bitches being bitches. I don't fucking know what the hell was going on here. This this was stupid. I don't care about it. Well, they're chicks because they're all bitches. When, since when do chicks all get along? Seriously. That's oh, true. That's why so I like women's wrestling to, because it's more believable these days. Well, it's a shame that fabulous. So Abaddon. So Abaddon. So Abaddon. So Abaddon. So Abaddon. So Abaddon. My ears, dude. Jesus Christ. Where's Fabulous Moolah when you need her so she can fucking pimp them all out? Abaddon? Oh, God. Anyway. Abaddon. Abaddon is in the ring. She's uh, she's going to take on Tesha. Um, I have a question. So something that I like to refer to in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so something that I like to refer to in wrestling is what I call spooky shit. Um, spooky shit. The question that I always have when there's spooky shit happening is, spooky is it shit? spooky or is it shit? And I'm trying to figure out what I really felt about this. this I've got one for you, Chris. I thought it was spooky. weird watching. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, is it spooky instead of spooky? Uh, Chris is from Canada. Do you remember <laughs> a certain store called Byway? Is it a supermarket? Yeah. It's a sort of a discount thrift store. My okay. statement yeah, on yeah, here yeah. was, why is there a byway Rosemary trying to crab walk out onto the ring? I wouldn't talk about you because isn't there a similar fucking two bitches in Impact? That's what I'm saying. She was an imitation Rosemary. And what's the other one? There's one more. Isn't there one There's more? One. Sue Young. Well, Sue Young, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Ride. That's it. That's She's right. a lot different than that. She like, okay. yeah. Well, you know them three, either going to have a feud or they're going to get together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. The thing is, is like, I, I, I feel like the spooky shit could be fine. I feel like you could, but you'd have to actually produce it as like a show of them being in like a, like a dark, like they, they talk about these people as being from the underworld or being from another place or whatever. Then show me that. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. Okay. So we, his, his Historically, we, Impact has done that a lot with Father James Mitchell and stuff. Yeah, but that's but only James was, Mitchell, and that was a beast pretty much. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm talking no, about no, TNA he, Circuit 05. No, no. Uh, he's been around Impact for a long time. Uh, we had Rosemary and Sue Young and Havoc and stuff. They were all involved with the, uh, the darkness side with uh, Father James Mitchell and stuff, but then there was some inner fighting, and then... Sue Young got turned into Susie, and uh, they killed Father James Mitchell and sent him to hell. And there was actually a lot of that really good quality stuff a little while back on Impact. Yeah, Father I'm a James fan of Mitchell's James only Mitchell. back because they called him back from the realm of the dead for the uh, to host the wedding. AKA the good old sinister minister in in ECW, man. Yep, he's had that gimmick for such a long time. <laughs> I told Chris a good story. All right. About anyway, it's a simple squash up. match. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Right, it's a good you just match. totally cut him uh, off. Nothing really happens. What? Right. So, nothing. But in all seriousness, I'm glad Abaddon's back because I heard she had a really bad throat injury a few weeks ago. <sighs> I heard Abaddon's a fucking... Yeah. Look, man, I've, for me personally, I don't have time for this shit. Really. Like, seriously. Yeah, I'm not like, a come big on. Fan of spooky shit generally. No, like, I don't mind the spooky shit, but what's Abaddon's backstory? I couldn't tell you. I've never can you, Chris? <laughs> can you tell me? Chris? Yeah, she's spooky. So is that it? She's spooky? That's all I fucking know about her. I still well, that's all I know fucking know about her, dude. They never so fucking I... tell us <laughs> what the fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank her walk no, wasn't that spooky either, but she could have been wearing a fucking fluffy puppy costume and done the same crawl out to the... Pardon, to the pardon my French. Much sense, much pardon sense. my French, but she fucking walks like a retard. <laughs> <laughs> We've said worse uh, on this show. We're Canadian, and I speak French. I'm pretty sure that's an English word. Au revoir, uh, monsieur. <laughs> Pépé le pieu. <laughs> I'm the man of a thousand fucking uh, languages. Don't make me go all Arabic on you. I speak French too. Yeah, uh-huh. we've already discussed. <laughs> Fiche la, boys. God fucking damn it. You know what okay. that means, right? Uh, Abaddon with an attack after the match. Sheeta comes out. She cracks her with the stick. Was this the first time Sheeta used the stick? She's I believe it that was the first time. Two years. Yeah, I think I've never seen her fucking use a stick before. I heard she's pretty good with sticks. Uh, well, I'm uh, just I saying, like just saying. That. Um, I would love to see that. Uh, anyway, so um, she hits her with a stick. She gets back up the old Undertaker sit-up spot that I literally watched Rosemary do yesterday. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Rosemary um, does it better because the way she contorts her body with her feet back by her shoulders and then does that press-up, way more impressive. It's it's true. And also, I prefer Rosemary's, like, God damn it, Jimmy. Now you've got everybody thinking what? sexually this is going to come off wrong. What the fuck I did really I prefer do? Rosemary's facials. <laughs> you motherfucker! Don't blame more, me. Uh, blame yourself. Agile. I didn't say nothing. Oh my god! What do I anyway, do? she sits up. The faces powder out. Fuck. <laughs> uh, the inner circle are backstage. They say they're gonna be uh, ringside for MJF's uh, MJF's match tonight. Okay. Uh, Chris Jericho Kenny Omega arrives via back. helicopter. What? Start that we again. Moving on. <clears throat> you guys love cutting each other off. I thought I was bad a few days ago, but you two. I, I just have, I, it's I not, have it's a hard not, time with it. I don't even know what the fuck you two are on about. I'm cutting them off. It's not that I'm See, cutting them off. I'm, I have like a tiny delay, like just by a second. So it's oh, it, really? every once okay. in a while I'm talking. and then, Yeah, it's not. Is, I'm not trying to cut them off. If it sounds like that, I'm sorry. This is well, why um, when I, me and Chris, when we do the impacted show, it seems a lot more um, better flowing than this. I'm not insulting this at all. This is fucking awesome. This is just like shoot the shit with some buddies. We're having some beers. So right now. you just shut on my show. No, no. But when me and him are on Zoom, <laughs> we have like hand signals and stuff. Like 
you know, oh, when you're done your cute, point, boys. that's so cute. And you're gonna wrap up your point, then I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take on my point and Fuck stuff you, like Jimmy. that. That's uh, why I was trying no, to no, 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 no. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> no, no, I'll if get Kenny you. Omega just... arrives in a helicopter just like Ric Flair did in 1992. No, just like Sting did at the fucking what was that Club La Vela on Nitro. You guys don't remember? No, I didn't watch WCW all that oh, much. Okay, the spring break episodes of Nitro, they'll do it at a nightclub at a beach, and Sting, instead of coming from the rafters, because there wouldn't be any rafters, he'd come from a helicopter, and that's what went through my head. I thought, shouldn't Sting be doing this fucking thing? Man, something just popped into my brain. Darby Allen's a skateboarder. They have a helicopter at AEW. <laughs> when is Darby Allen going to dive out of the fucking helicopter like Danny Wade did to set the world record on a half pipe? Beats me. Maybe next week. Maybe. No, oh, so please don't give this fucking company any ideas. <laughs> At least it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. Anything's a better idea at this point. So, yeah. Go, Chris. All right. Okay, all right. So the announcers, uh, basically, Kenny gets there. The announcers are playing this up as Kenny's the big bad heel. Um, I'm going to reiterate something that I said yesterday on the Impacted show. How is he the fucking heel here? Uh, explain this to me. So I'm going to walk you through this, and then you explain to me how he's the heel. So Moxley is wrestling with him on the outside. Moxley throws him through a heater, which last I checked was not a completely legal fucking thing to do in a wrestling match. He throws right. him through a heater, which injured him. Then he throw, Then as the referees and medical personnel are checking on him, he picks him up and throws him back in the ring, including shoving one of the refs right down to the ground. When he gets back in the ring, he starts punching him in the face a bunch of times again. Don Callis is beside him, says, hey, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's hurt, he needs to be looked at. Mox knocks him out. Then the microphone rolls in the ring. Kenny picks it up. He hits Mox with the microphone. To me, this is one for one. You threw me through a fucking heater. I'm going to hit you with a, with a microphone. That's not <laughs> the finish. He just hit him with the microphone, let him get back up, Hit him with four straight V triggers and then a one winged angel. How the fuck is Mox the be- the the good guy here? Uh, pfft, beats me. You tell me. Okay. Does anybody know? Good. Is it? I don't I know. Don't <laughs> man. I don't <laughs> see him as a heel in this situation. Well, but technically, he also has no shine right. either. Tim's right. He's not technically the heel. But he does heelish things, right? I don't really see him yeah, doing heelish things. I, I see Don Callis doing heelish things. Don Callis is the most over. Well, well, we're talking about Moxley. Thing. We're talking about Moxley team, not not Omega. Yeah, well, well, yeah. But what he was saying is Kenny Omega is not a heel, and I believe that Kenny Omega is not a heel over this. Situation. Well, technically, I would say Kenny is the heel here, right? I mean, come on. Come but, on, Chris. But that wasn't a heel. But but last week was not a heel finish. To okay, then, no, like, explain or, this. Or at best, what? it was a weak-ass heel finish. All right, well, explain this. Why did a fucking little fucking midget get a hot tag? Yes, exactly. We need to stop trying to make sense of AEW. That's right. So hey, let's, just, uh, let's just go with it, man. It is what it is, right? I mean, fuck. This company, man, bipolar. All right. right. Yeah, exactly, bipolar. So, all right, Tony's in the ring uh, uh, again. Jesus Christ, this guy just again. won't go away. Um, he he basically plays this up again as, oh, I've been in the wrestling business for 20-something years, and 
this I've never been as disgusted. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like how are you gonna compare it's that? It's there, it's there. Um yeah, exactly. Callus compares what happened to the screw job in Montreal, and I'm just uh, like, no, yeah, that's right. a big swing and a miss, bro. That's a fucking joke. That has more heat <laughs> that, than joke. this whole situation. Yeah, that's a yeah. joke, man. That's fucking dumb. That's why I'm saying Don Callis anyway, has the most shine. Okay, well, apparently, according to Cornette, Don Callis knows this is all horse shit, right? But he's just doing it. That's I quote. That's quoting Jim Cornette. Couple days ago, that's what he said. Yeah, on his show. Well, Jim Cornette has said a lot of things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most of them completely accurate about professional wrestling. No, it's seriously, true. I'm not. No, a it's true. Cornette hater. He's, he's no, not me too. When it comes to pro wrestling, it's true. Well, it's funny because we were talking yesterday on the Impacted show about um, when WCW was taken over by WWF. About a year ago, Jim and Brian Last were just shooting the shit about that whole situation. And Jim laid out in 10 minutes a whole scenario that made a million times more sense. Just off the top of his fucking head than what really happened in real life. Well, that's the picture. It, and it actually oh, almost hit me relive the moment. We need these type of people in the fucking wrestling business right now. And that's what's fucking missing, man. That's why I quit watching NWA Power on YouTube, because when Jim Cornette was fired, if they didn't have enough balls to stand behind their man on an edited show... Come on, what he said... Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They could have edited edited it out. You're right, you're right. 18 days to edit out that 30-second part of this conversation. He was was sabotaged, dude. Regardless of what anybody says... Regardless of what anybody says, the truth is that that was not edited out of the show because the people who were editing it Heard it and thought there was nothing wrong with it. So yeah, you've got to stand behind oh, what you fucking said on your show, man. Yeah, they Come had on, to dude. stand behind what they said. If or you're they editing it and you hear more. somebody say something that you feel like is racist, you edit it out. Come on, man. But to, Just to like be I'm fair, tell Jimmy to edit out my comment that I made about a half an hour ago. What'd you say about my show? <laughs> no, when we were talking about that back of the building brawl no no we weren't no we weren't no we weren't no that never happened (laughs) okay so um jimmy's uh, helped me out a few times (laughs) what (laughs) the fuck are you on a bill no you've edited a few things we're moving on oh oh, yeah well if i think it's a bit too you know (laughs) yeah but it's all good we're all good (laughs) don't worry so okay so big ups to jim Cornette. um you know a bit of an asshole, clearly, uh, but one who absolutely has a brilliant mind for professional wrestling. He's worth listening to. Um, anyway, uh, Don Callis here, his promo is basically the same as it was yesterday on him. He talks about how it's been building for decades and they're really good friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, Kenny starts talking his, his part of the promo way better tonight than it was on Impact. He's way more clear when no. he's in the ring giving a promo. Um, I didn't mind this. Chris, I thought, I thought his impact fucking promo wasn't too bad, to be to be honest. The impact promo mind. was stupid. had nothing to do with wrestling. It was fucking retarded. His actually, it did. He was, actually, hold on. He was talking was riddles. He was yeah. talking riddles. It had everything to do with wrestling. Actually, do you guys remember Ultimo Dragon? No. Yeah. No? All right. Do you, Chris? 
Yeah, of course, yeah. All right, do you remember his WCW run at all? Not his WWE run? Yeah, that's where I remember him most from when he had the belts and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right. That's what he's alluding to. He wants to collect every fucking belt, dude. And and I've got a feeling this is going to lead to Kote Ibushi and New Japan. Yeah. Oh, I can understand that whole point of that, too. Like, then he can be Omega 3 belts, but I just, his promo yesterday sucked. His promo tonight was actually pretty good. I I, I, ju- I just felt like for whatever reason for whatever reason last night he seemed like he didn't have a lot of energy and tonight he was fired up in the ring and I liked it I just I, I like I preferred I preferred what he did tonight um, they basically say that there's more coming they basically say there's more coming Callis uh, says oh yeah but don't tell them but do the thing do the thing do the thing and then Kenny says bang which I guess is big in Japan I don't fucking know. Um, the good night. That's good it. Goodbye and bang. Yeah. Come on, dude. Of course it was big. In ju- I know you guys shit on Kenny, man. But I'm, I need to show you guys. I'm, dude, I'm, listen shit. to me. Listen, legitimately, I'm not shitting on Kenny here. I don't know. I never really followed the Japan stuff. Yeah, I've see, and that's why. I've never seen Kenny Omega wrestle. I'm not patching any judgment on him at all. Not in the all slightest. Right. Tim, let me tell you. Two interviews. Yesterday's interview sucked. Today's interview was pretty damn good, and I wouldn't mind seeing him wrestle just to see. Because, like I said, I I put over the big buck, the little bucks, or whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The vanilla midget. The seven star fucking show stopping Dave Meltzer dick sucking Kenny Omega. He doesn't suck Meltzer's (laughs) cock. If anything, Meltzer sucks his cock. But but anyway, that's another story. Um, basically. Considering the fact he's Canadian, I'm telling you now, this guy right now is probably the best in-ring worker when he fucking turns up. When he turns up and feels like it, there is no one better than him right now in the ring. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping he could be like a good Canadian wrestler, not maybe as good as Bret Hart, but maybe he can represent Canada because he is really He does more than Bret Hart, believe me. But that doesn't mean he's a better overall wrestler than Bret Hart. I'm not saying that because he's not, right? Yeah, but, but but what I mean is, what I mean is, right now in today's fucking, sure he fucking exaggerates a lot, but that's done on purpose. When he talks like an idiot, it's all done on purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Look at the Ultimate Warrior. He talked like a total fucking moron. He was over <laughs> as fuck. I don't. I was going up in the fucking spaceship. <laughs> I'm just and still I pissed because I don't want AEW to take over Impact. Well, bro. <sighs> Yeah. It's up to Anthem, I know, because you wanted to stay Canadian, true? I don't give a fuck about being Canadian. I just enjoy a good show. Well, I don't the know Canadian what to tell you, a dude. bonus. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Well, I don't know, dude. Maybe it won't happen. I don't know what Anthem's thinking, but why the fuck would Tony say that? Uh, pff, it beats me, I don't dude. Think it may- Anthem wouldn't let Tony say something like that unless there wasn't already a deal. I agree. I agree. I totally agree with you. You're right. There's something... Would- yeah, just under business code of conduct, you shouldn't be able to do stuff like that. And one hundred percent corporation, the Con family is a billionaire fucking corporation. So is Anthem, though. Incorporate. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's yeah. proper etiquette between two companies, and if they didn't already have made a deal, 
a multi-billion-dollar corporation would not let another multi-billion-dollar corporation because that's what they are in the end. Yeah, no, just they would on. not let them go over on them like that. You know. Well, I'll be honest. I, I don't want them to actually buy Impact out. What for? I don't either. But I think that it must have already happened. Well, I guess time will tell. But so far, it's becoming like the it's becoming worse than the stupid invasion angle right now, man. Pretty much. <laughs> no, man. no, don't you dare say that. Don't you dare say that. Don't it's tell me you love that invasion angle. Shit. Oh, I don't know, Chris, man. At least with the invasion angle, there was some excitement in the first two weeks where you had WCW appearing, then you had ECW appearing, and then it was all downhill from there once they became the alliance. I ran this past Chris yesterday. I was hoping when they said Kenny Omega was going to be on Impact, it was going to be a swaggle spot, just like he oh, did that, a few weeks ago. Believe me, that will happen. I guarantee it. <laughs> Only because Kenny's a weirdo about. like that, dude. <laughs> Kenny Swaggle. Swaggle or something. <laughs> it's I like, don't know. Kenny swallows everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't disturb me when I'm cleaning my room. Hey, Chris, are you still my partner on Impact after this shit show? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Chris, are you still my partner? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel yeah. sorry for him now. Let's let's move on. <laughs> no. um, let's so, move. main event time, finally. Hold on uh, one second MJF. before the main event. Can oh. I ask one more question? Go for it. Are these, yes. <laughs> are these broom chicks normal for AEW? The chicks dancing with broom for, the, for the last four weeks, yes. Just okay. for Kenny. Just for Kenny, just, yes. Just for Kenny because he's okay. the cleaner. Because he's the sweeper. Just, yeah, okay, I get it. I guess it makes sense. Even though he's not even playing his cleaner character at all whatsoever, but I digress. Well, I don't know. To be honest, on a wrestling show, it was nice to see a couple hot chicks just dancing around. Like, there's not enough of that <laughs> yes, anymore. Right? True. Where the hell are right. the Nitro Girls? Yes. Yeah, what Nitro happened to Girls? The That's you right. Had WWE Underground, the first two weeks, had some, like, hot dancing chicks, and then some chick bitched about <laughs> it, so they stopped. Eh, fucking yeah. professional wrestling, dude. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, fuck, man, I miss rollerball. Or roller derby. <laughs> oh, I mean. God. Hell yes. no. That, no, please. <laughs> roller Derby was awesome. I don't care, man. I loved Roller uh, Derby. Anyway, uh, well, I think yeah. that's... Wait, wait, we got the main event, don't we, Chris? We do. We have the main event. It's between MJF and Orange Cassidy. So... Yay! Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, MJF starts off. He's dominating. He's being very physical, focusing on the hand and arm of Orange Cassidy. Um, I did like the way that this started. Cassidy sells very well when he wants to. Um, I'm going to say um, this. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this comparison, and I make this comparison as a negative. I'm sorry, but Orange Cassidy, to me, seems a lot like Ric Flair in that oh, if you've seen oh. one Ric Flair match, you've seen oh. all of his matches. If did you've you just seen one yourself? Orange Cassidy match... You've seen all of his goddamn matches. So he starts uh, to shine. He does the exact this is not same me, move. He starts off with a crossbody. He starts off with a crossbody. Then he does a tilt-a-whirl DDT. Then he does a diving DDT. And then someone cuts him off again. He does the exact same goddamn match every time. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Do you, want my, do you want my show notes for this match? Go team. 
Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Why was TJP picking on Dennis the Menace so bad? <laughs> <laughs> Why? But in all seriousness, when he put Orange Julius's fingers in that in the turnbuckle and then started reefing on him, I've never seen that anywhere before. That fucking spot, I fucking loved it when he put. Uh, Orange Julius's fingers in that. Orange there. Julius. <laughs> yeah. The turnbuckle thing. Do you remember that part, Chris? I do. And I, honestly, dude, MJF is fucking fantastic. Like if you haven't, if I were, if I was going to tell you that there is one person who you need to pay attention to on AEW, it is a hundred percent MJF. This kid cuts he- really solid promos. And in the ring, he focuses on exactly what he needs to do. He's a heel, so he picks a body part and he goes after it viciously. Is and he he's Canadian probably the best well? heel right now. No, no, he's not Canadian. He's from New York, actually, Tim. Oh, okay. And he's a he's a Jewish lad. He's a New York boy. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, just that turnbuckle spot where he put Orange Julius's fingers through <laughs> and he bent back on the fingers. That was good. And Orange Julius actually kept selling the hand, like even <laughs> later on. When he punched him, he was like, yeah, he sold it my well. hand. It was told very well, and I appreciate that. And you know I appreciate that type of stuff. Well, he does Absolutely. his shit, man. No, he does his good. job, and he knows what he's doing, and he's only 24 years old. Let's just hope that I don't blow it. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Man, he's yeah, going to get so good in the next 5, 10 years. I hope so. Is he going to get any so, bigger, right? though? That, hey, well, you'd think so. He's only 24. I mean... Yeah, well, you'd think so. As long as he still yeah. builds himself doing weights, why not? Yeah, I don't think they start early enough building themselves up, whereas yep. being um, semi-pro hockey players, we started at the age of 14 taking creatine and hitting the weight room <laughs> and doing boxing lessons. Creatine. He's probably taking fucking some of those B1 shots and shit. I was 18 years oh, old. Oh, B12, sorry, B12. 185 pounds, and I had a six-pack. Yeah, well, after a few B12s or? We didn't do any B12, no, but we had creatine <laughs> and stuff like that. How many fucking with you, dude? <laughs> okay, getting back to the match. Uh, they trade the Eddie spot. I thought that was kind of funny where... Uh, yeah, but it's like, really uh, too much, man, the Eddie spots. What's the Eddie spot? Sorry, They're definitely know. overdoing it right now for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. I did like that they sort of traded it in that... MJF laid down at first, and then he was like, ah, shit, the referee's not turning around, so we got back up, and then Cassidy laid down, and then the referee turned around, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Miro comes out. He lays out uh, my little dog pockets. Uh, MJF wins uh, the ring. Uh, Miro lays everybody out. It's a good showing. That's what Miro needs to do. He needs to just be a total fucking monster. And he needs to stay away from the goddamn video game gimmick, which is how they brought him in, Tim. If you can, that's exactly how I feel too. <laughs> the guy with the really bad sweatshirt—that's Miro. That's Rusev. That's Miro. Yeah, because I don't—I don't know. I really don't know. I yeah. Um, I don't blame you. I have no idea who that was, but yeah, he didn't look like a wrestler to me. Um, <laughs> his, his outfit just didn't look right. Like, you know what I mean? Like. T- TJP or whatever uh, look, <laughs> it looks like a wrestler and shit. Johnny Perkins. You know, but um, that, that guy there at the end, I was impressed with what he did, and I liked his facials, but I just, his sweater was pulling away from me, and outfits do it for me sometimes. 
<laughs> I'm sure Lana loves his facials too. Lana, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's just a joke, peeps. Just a joke. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that this show was sort of exactly what we've always said it was, which is bipolar. And I mean, like, to the wire. For me, this was a 5 out of 10 show. It was... They had some really good spots here. They had some really good things. Uh, there was actually some pretty nice like wrestling matches where the wrestling was properly done. Uh, there was selling. There was good impactful moves, etc. Like there was storytelling being done. But then there was also a bunch of shit in here that just pissed me off to no fucking end. I didn't like that first match. I know some people are gonna hate me for that because they like cruiserweight tag matches. And fine, but that's what it was. It was a cruiserweight tag match, and I didn't yeah, appreciate and I it. Never, um, never like cruiserweight. And what happened with Sting just pissed me off. I mean, yeah. pissed me off, bro. I agree. I totally all agree. With all. all in all, on our A rating, Chris, I don't give the show an A. No, I no. liked a few of the matches. I actually appreciated. Um, there was more better wrestling on this show than I've seen on WWF in the last... Oh, it's definitely better than WWF. I can tell you how long. The, it could be me can being confused, but obviously not because you guys are still confused as well. I had no idea what direction the show was going in at any point. It was, to me, like if yeah. you went to an indie show with a bunch of wrestlers you had never seen and, and stories didn't really matter kind of thing. But you the know, matches but the themselves... Was a lot See, of good matches and some stuff I had never seen before, and I could really appreciate. Well, team, considering this is your first uh, dynamite, you say right? Yep. Did they explain to you who anybody was and why you should care about him? I left the show with the people who I already knew from the past, like a Chris Jericho and Sting, knowing who those guys are. Yeah. And obviously, the whole world knows who the Young Bucks are. <laughs> yeah. Other than those people. I seriously, if I watched it again next week and they didn't put the people's names up, I still wouldn't know who was who or what was what. Well, you see, that's the damn problem. Yeah, they don't explain to a fan like you, like who Will Hobbs is, for example, right? Why the fucking Lucha Brothers and Park are, are a fucking team? You know what I'm saying? Why Cody Rose likes to suck his own dick? Yeah, like I recognize neck tattoo Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he needs a champ stamp on his fucking backside, man. Of that, oh, he's probably logo. got one around his ankles. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yuck. Anyway, but so the does point Brandy is, Peg Cody. Does Brandy what? Peg Cody? No, I think Cody pegs fucking Cody, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking? Oh, I'm God. being serious. <laughs> This is so Cody, our most Cody, show yet. <laughs> Cody pegs Cody. Yeah. So he looks in the mirror and pegs himself. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> that ain't calling Woody Woodpecker for nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. But see, what can we do, yeah. man? See, this show is exactly the the way the show was is exactly the way we fucking spoke about it. All over the place. No fucking, no clear fucking path. Not have well, a clue what, I, what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'm going to attribute this whole fucked up podcast to. It has nothing to do with you, Jimmy. It has nothing to do with you, Chris. 
the show was so confusing. We went into this podcast with our brains so scrambled that we just made the most irrational podcast in podcasting history on professional wrestling. I must admit, this was the greatest clusterfuck of a show I've, I've ever been in. But you know what? I kind of liked it. I like that. We got 130 hearts on this one conversation already. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Gee, really? That many? Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, like I said, people seem to like the clusterfucks, man. I don't know. Yeah. Brought to you by This and That Candles on Facebook. <laughs> if you want your face on a candle... Hit up This and That Candles. They do uh, special memorial candles for people. They'll put uh, dogs on candles for people, Christmas photos. This and That Candles on Facebook. Thank you very much. Oh, and before we go, Chris, I forgot to tell you, we've got an email. Okay, let's hear it. I was going to ask you to read it, actually. I'd love for you to read it. I'll send it to you right right now. You, you, You give it the read. I'll just copy and paste it, and I'll send it to you on Facebook, all right? Because this needs you All right. to read this. It needs it. All right? But, yeah, oh, this show, What a, while, while I'm doing that, no, I'm serious. You need to read this, dude. All right? All right. Here, send here it. I'm sending it right meow. And, yes, I'm meow. I meowed, all right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Do I look like a cat? Do I look all bimbly bimbly? <laughs> Do I look like a cat? Meow. <laughs> Uh, here it is. You read it out for us. Because okay. this made me sick. Uh, I don't want to read it before I fucking lose my shit. Oh, God. Do we know who this is from? <laughs> should I tell you who it's Oh, yeah. I, better, I should tell you who it's from. Wait a minute. Let me just go back to my email. Yeah. One second. Because really, this guy should remain fucking nameless. Whoever this fucking Drongo is, but but yeah, homeboy? Wait, I don't know. It doesn't say it's homeboy. It says his name is Jorge Sherkov. It should be fucking <laughs> Jorge fucking Jerkov, more like it. All right, here's what he has to say. He says, quote, I was listening to the latest episode of Rational Rage Live. I couldn't believe the arrogance displayed by Spiro talking to you as if he's your boss. I always yeah. thought he was way cooler than you. That, Spiro? You guys deserve... You guys definitely have the best show on the network, and he should have sided with you instead of writing GGP's jaw. I'm just going to say one more time uh, as I interrupt this, uh, this, this email. Spiro, this is an email. This is not me, Okay. Continuing on with the quote, uh, keep up the good work and never allow anyone to censor you or keep you from reporting the truth. By the way, what do you guys think of this working relationship between AEW and Impact? Um, I'm excited about it. I So we've been fans for long enough that I'm nervous about it too. I, I can see it going completely off the rails and just being a totally useless clusterfuck like the invasion angle. But my hope is that if, if there is a real working relationship that they allow each other to shine and they build each other up. Now, Impact got a huge bump um, in their ratings. They were in the top 100. They were in the top 100 shows. Uh, 95 to be precise. They were 95th, which, you know, it might sound like that's a long way down, but it's a huge <laughs> bump. And on Twitch... Um, I'm going to get our, our resident expert, uh, 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 Tim, to let us know what the Twitch numbers were because they were 
huge jumps. They usually sit in between four and six thousand on the average night. Last night, I believe the peak. I don't have my notes in front of me because they're. I know what it was. Uh, Fifty-two thousand. I heard it was in the forty thousands, but close enough. No, no, I I clearly seen fifty-one nine something, and okay. it was jumping up and wow. down like really fast. Either way, they fucking broke records under Anthem. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not quite the Russo days, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's totally two totally different climates, right? Like back yeah, then, you sure. know. Definitely. You just catch that just by when they do the, which I, I I like them in a way, but I don't like them in another way is when they do the flashbacks, it shows like the good old heydays when there's like, you know, 6,000 people in an arena versus even before the pandemic, Impact was lucky to pull four or 500 people. Oh, that's crazy, man. It's disappointing because it's the best show around. It pisses me off. Look, I don't know you guys. It pisses me off because Impact, they lost a lot of reputation because of the bad years, and, and I understand that people just feel betrayed and they won't come back. But if yeah. you're wasting your time watching WWF, don't waste your time watching WWF. Come out on a Tuesday night, watch some Impact because it's a good fucking show. Actually, I'll, I'll rather, I wish I was watching WWF because WWE sucks. Oh, well, yeah, you know what I mean. I still call him WWF. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what I, mean? I, I paused for a second there, Jimmy, and I was about to just fucking... I was I was about to say, no, you're not my partner anymore. I fucking... <laughs> but, I said okay, double, you, double you, you if, bro. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely brought yourself back there, bro. What do you think I am? Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> nah, I was going to say something silly, but I won't. Well, there's clearly a difference between old WWF and WWE days because we've been going back and watching like WrestleMania 1, 2, 3, 4 in chronological order. Yeah, we were talking about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat earlier. And let me tell you, I think it was WrestleMania 2. He does like a little promo before his match. Is this the one against Jake the Snake, I believe? Uh, Where he got, where where his throat got hurt or something. Five or six or something. Oh like no, that. you're right. That was five. That was five, dude. You're right. It this was. was number two. I can't remember who he was going against. It might have been. I don't remember. I'm not gonna say and get it wrong, but just the fucking whole persona, the size, the star power. He didn't cut a very good promo because he really never really did, but he didn't have to. <laughs> like, fuck. His actions spoke it. Why isn't he on our fucking Mount Rushmore? Who? Ricky. Yeah, he's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Because let's be honest, as good as, as a worker he was and he had a great match against anybody, he was lacking everywhere else, man. He really had no real personality other than breathing out fucking flames. Right? I don't know. When I was a kid, though, when he'd bring that kimono dragon to the Yeah, I ring, agree. I, I agree. That, and I that whole era good. there for those three years, that was pretty fucking over. I agree. Uh, no, I, I agree because I loved him when I was a kid, too, but but when you look back on it, like this, you know, let's be real. Could he talk? Not really. Not really, but he got his point across in like 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Like, but like I said, he's not quite that upper tier. I'll put him in this like second tier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Paul Orndorff. Would, would, would you put Paul Orndorff first tier or second? Mr. Tier? Wonderful. Ooh, that's debatable because. Earlier, like he was one first tier at one stage, I think. Yeah, 
And then he dropped because he was one of the greatest heels at one point, man. Mr. Yeah, Wonderful. Absolutely. He was a fucking monster, dude, at one stage. So at one stage, I would say at his peak, he deserved to be up that upper tier. Yeah. But he pretty much fell back to that second tier for a long time. Excuse me. And why even mention his name? Because now you know what's in my head? <laughs> Wonderful. Fuck, I hate that song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Chris? Oh, my God. Uh, you don't know who we're talking about? Definitely. A... No. Fuck off. <laughs> That's uh, not nice. No, Paul Orndorff. <laughs> Paul Orndorff was definitely one of the absolute best in the world for a time. Um, but I'm with you. I think it was probably too short to really consider yeah. him to be a top tier uh, guy. Um, I think he's in that second tier, along with a lot of really, really good. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are in that second tier. I would personally put yeah. the Million Dollar Man in that second tier, and I think he was one of the best ever. And he's oh, another one. Second tier. Yeah, he's definitely second tier. But at one stage, you could arguably say he was number like first tier too, especially during those days when he was teaming with Andre and feuding with Hogan. Like, well, the problem we days. have for about a 10-year run, you had Hulk Hogan on top, right? Right. And compared to him, it was like everybody was tier two, and then he would like, yeah. you know, reach out with the olive branch and bring somebody up into the tier one for a little You're while right. to build up for um, – yeah for like a WrestleMania match. And then that person would flutter back into tier two, tier three category. Right. So I don't know. It's hard to say because Hulk Hogan no, was number one the whole time. What you just said there, it was up to Hogan who we brought to, to the first tier. You're spot on dude. It was all up yeah. to him. Whoever you wanted to face, that would be the number one tier for like a month or two. And then from there, they'll drop straight back down. Once the feud was over. Now, do you think that hurt some people's careers? Uh, no, because they made the most money when booked with Hogan. Let's be honest. They will, yeah. they will all tell you that too. Yeah, that's true. Because they had two teams, if you remember. I'm not, and I'm not talking about the cream team. No, at I'm one point they actually had three teams. Who was the, th what, three touring fucking groups? Yeah, they had a C that would do like, uh, like, uh, fucking spot show kind of. Yeah, like, like, like Gypsy well. fucking New York or some shit. Most of the time up here in Canada, we would get the B team, which would be like uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage as the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Usually the B team was the Intercontinental Champ. That was like the headline. Yeah. And the, you know, the A team would be fucking Hogan, obviously, headlining. You know what I mean? And it's C. Off, C. Macho Man would come out and Miss Elizabeth would never make the trip to Canada with, when I would Why? go to these events. I don't know. Why? That's weird. <laughs> That's strange. Not once she went Speaking to Canada. Which, though, surely, there's another guy who probably deserves. That's probably don't say Rick Swan. Deserves, uh... No, dude. No. Um, no. I was just talking to, to Tim yesterday about. I, I don't think Rich Swan's gimmick works without a crowd. Uh, what are you dancing for? Fuck. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, Who's he dancing to? Is he dancing to you, Tim? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. He just—he doesn't work as the heavyweight champion, as far as I'm concerned. Like I said, he's a good X division uh, yeah. material. He should not. Uh, Moose should have both belts, the TNA. Moose should be belt. the fucking champ. I agree. And why mm -hmm. the fuck? Yeah. 
Is Rick Swan the Impact World Champ? I don't know. It makes no sense. Why would you have a cruiserweight? I know. I, that's what I don't get. That's crazy. Like I said, dude. He's a good one. Yeah, so unserious. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a yeah, exactly. champion, and he's doing a fucking six-way or fucking match with the fucking idiots from the treehouse and <laughs> sitting on the ground bitch-slapping each other. Yeah, well, That's to me, Moose is a big circle. Moose, Moose should be the champ. He's a TNA champ, isn't he? Yeah. Well, technically, to me, that's the fucking that's the legacy belt, man. That's the world championship in my eyes. Yeah, I'm glad they brought that back out when Tessa disappeared with the Impact belt. Oh, that, that was day. the dumbest shit. I don't care what anybody says. There was a lot of hype during that time, but why the fuck would you give Tessa Blanchard the freaking world title? Come on. If I could do a rewind on Impact, I would, when Brian Cage won the belt, not put him up against the, what the fucking, the, the other gate, Mike something or whatever. He fought him and he ended up fucking his back up. Oh, and, you know what? And, yeah, and then he was off for like four months. And then all of a sudden, Sammy had the belt and then the Tessa bullshit started. Well, you bring up a point that we forgot to fucking mention. Do you remember before with Brian Cage, that segment? Yeah. Weren't they all arguing with each other? Or some shit? No, it was Chris? it was just a quick stupid promo. Basically, everybody was just saying, you know, no, oh, we, we don't like Cody and we don't like Darby and now we don't like Stan. It was nothing. It was so Brian Cage stupid. has a title there at AEW? Yes, for the win belt. Uh, it's the what? <laughs> for the win. Okay, the really, win? it's really fuck the world championship, yeah? That's what it oh. is. It was oh, okay. Taz's belt back in ECW, right? And now he's giving it to fucking to Cage. So Cage got gifted a belt? Yeah, basically. And people insult Moose for bringing back a legacy belt. Jesus Dude, that fucking, that, that, that fucking FTW belt, as much as I was a Taz fan, right? It yeah. means nothing. It meant nothing in fucking ECW. It means nothing in fucking AEW. Why yeah, it's was there, that belt I don't in, know. Was that what? belt in ECW or was that yes, the yes, WWF reboot it, version it, of WWF? No, 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 no. It was in the original ECW. Taz had it. And he was saying, you know, fuck the world title. <laughs> Legitimately. Well, to be honest, when I watched ECW, that was pretty much near the end of the Taz when he switched over to WWF. Oh, and never watched me. And stuff, we never, yeah, homeboy. We never got it. Homeboy, we forgot to mention on the ECW show we did how fucking Taz was the ECW world champ while under contract with WWE and while Mike Awesome was the ECW world champ while signed to WCW. We need to do a part <laughs> on that. FYI. But yeah. Yeah. You know what would have been cool? If fucking Kenny Omega showed up at Impact yesterday and pulled a Shane Douglas with the fucking AEW title. <laughs> And threw it and threw it down on the ground. Yeah, pissed on. Well, that's the thing. Ever. You know, the or problem with Impact, the, the Medusa in the trash. Well, the problem with Impact because it's taped fucking so so many weeks ago. Realistically, there was never going to be a fucking Omega spot in the ring. Uh, 
I there's an impact yeah, it's airing so this bars. weekend that's was part of that's the pre-tape thing. And it's it's live, isn't it? Or is it a pre-tape? I don't know. No, it's gotta be live. It's supposed to be live, but I think it's live commentary over oh. pre-tape matches because I know certain people who are in impact and I know certain people's travel schedules versus you know the real life Facebook pages and stuff like that. And yeah. I know certain people aren't in the States when I know that I see them doing something at the local Tim Hortons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Man, like I said, man, uh, professional wrestling in 2020 is the fucking weirdest shit on television right now, in my opinion. Yeah, and um, that was something I liked about this show, though, was the crowd. Not a big crowd, but a good a good amount of people there that were, you know, there was actually some live energy because the Thunderdome drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah oh, look, I'll admit, the Thunderdome gives me a headache, dude. Just hearing the crowd, you know when they've got that pipe crowd in like through the whole show and all you're hearing is like... <sighs> yeah. All the it way through... The old Atari game WrestleFest or some shit that I used to play at the fucking Even that had a better fucking crowd, man. Seriously. What about the pop when fucking Drew McIntyre comes out? They fucking raise. It goes from <laughs> to <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking yeah, crazy. Man. I would have preferred them to stay in the performance center with like the NXT guys watching them wrestle. I I well NXT fans as well. What's that? NXT actually allows a few fans in too, and they're caged up, which is funny. Yeah, like I really wish they didn't go to Thunderdome. Thunderdome was a neat idea, and it would have been good for like a pay-per-view event. On paper, on paper it's, it looked good. It seemed yeah. great. But I prefer the Performance Center over Thunderdome in the yeah, long I agree. term. Yeah, but the Performance Center, though, used to would make it look fucking shindy, man. Well, when they put up the hockey boards all around there, it made me feel Canadian. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I kind of like that too. I'm used to looking through the glass at the people on the other side, so <laughs> when I seen it on the TV, it was nothing new for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. Guys, Chris, what do you think of today's professional wrestling? Um, yeah, well, I was happy yes. to see a crowd too. It definitely adds a... No, it definitely adds a different... Um, I don't know, just a different energy uh, from watching Impact where it's completely empty to to watching this show where there's at least people and they're singing along and you still get situations where like, and I think it's important for professional wrestling that you still have a situation where sometimes the heels are getting cheered because it at least tells the people who are booking, hey, we're doing something wrong here. So yeah, yeah, for sure. They have no, no gauge to gauge it against like without having real yeah. life you know reactions and stuff you know because and that's everybody right. hey guys, I, just, uh, I wanted TVs. to mention they're all trying to get their own shit in yo whoa sorry Chris yeah, hey guys I just wanted to mention yeah I just wanted to mention um, a friend of uh, a friend of ours uh, is uh, going through a difficult time right now um, track brown uh, who's a guy that uh, you know we, we we all have a relationship with? Um, he's got something no on doubt. Facebook right now, basically just saying that uh, his wife went to the hospital today. Um, no, she's she's okay. Uh, it it looks. He said the last thing that he said here is uh, 
she's doing okay. They might be able to leave in the morning or later, but just uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Track and say, you know, we love you and we hope everything's okay with you and your little girl, man. Damn, yeah, absolutely. Even going to the hospital alone is scary because you could go there healthy and come out with the fucking coronavirus. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And Track, don't worry, bro. You, if your girl's anything like you, man, she's got this, brother. She'll get out of it. I guarantee it, bro. Yeah. We got you, Track. Yeah. Damn, man. That just made my heart fucking race, dude. I thought you were going to say something fucking real fucked up, but yeah. Yeah, because I've heard some fucked up yeah. shit about A-Track Brown in the past happening, too. A-Track <laughs> Brown's one of the best dudes around, man. He's our boy, I'm telling you, dude. He's legitimately one of the best guys solid dude. that I've ever met. Like, I, I've never media. had any interactions, but he's I've heard a lot of his voice through, you know, Potterverse, you know what I mean? Like, over stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, dude. He, believe me when I tell you, man, if you get him, if you understand him, like, because... People take him the wrong way, but really, he's just fucking trolling everyone. You know what I mean? But 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 really, oh, yeah. trust me, he's one, he's he's the funniest and one of the best dudes you would ever meet, man. I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, he's a legitimately good dude for sure. And he is, yeah, man. So we just wanna we just wanted to say like we're we're just reading this right now as the show's going on. So we just we hope everything's good with you, bro. Yeah, man, we've got you, brother. Yeah, but yeah, on that on that note, um, like I said, it's not a bad note. It's a good note. Sounds like everything's okay, and they're going to be able to go home. But maybe on that note, we'll uh, we'll call it a show because I am exhausted, fellas. Dude, it's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning here, and I yeah, these are record. Five. I don't think <laughs> either one of us have ever recorded this long. But you know what? As fucking as as out there this show was. I actually enjoyed it. It was a clusterfuck, but that just sums up dynamite tonight, man. Yeah. Are you gonna leave the shower spot in in the beginning? Yeah, you know what? I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? This this is all about fucking. This show was all about just being real, man, and just fucking around and having a laugh, man. Because fuck, what else oh. can we do with this fucking show? Seriously. What else can you do in this fucking climate of this world right and now? And that too. Man. And that too. Yeah. I'm true, not man. going down a rational rage fucking rant or anything. I'm just saying we're in a weird place in the world. And, you know, I, I'm i not like a super social bar type person because I don't drink and stuff like that. But I always have my moments, you know, where me and my buddies hang around the shop working on race cars. We're out playing RC, rock crawlers, riding motorcycles. And other than the pod verse right now, I don't really get a lot of social interaction with people like me and my wife love each other and we get along great thank fucking christ but for yeah, outside no the house i just i don't get a lot of uh talking to other people and stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> hanging out on the hameen twitch chat <laughs> doing this stuff here it just helps keep me a little bit more sane you know what dude you were quiet the last few days i was, I was actually wondering where you've been man where, where have you been I've been Before quiet yesterday. Yeah, like I was, I didn't really see you say anything before you done impacted. Ah, uh, I don't know. We've been busy stuff, you know, like when the kids go to bed, we're, you know, Christmas, I'm sneaking out, taking care of some Christmas stuff, and we got to hide yeah, everything, you know, it. and yeah. things like that. Me and the wife, like, are, I was telling Chris that uh, 
we were watching one of these shows on Netflix where they cook food all around the world. So then the next day we were having like my wife made hand pulled Asian noodles and stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I saw you say that. That was in the group chat, I think, dude. You said it. No, I said it on the Impacted last night, I think. Oh, well, the Impacted. Yeah, I heard it. I saw it. I know I heard it. I saw it. So yeah. it must have been from Impacted then. Yeah, for sure. Well, I did listen to it. I knew I knew it. But yeah. fucking, yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's cool. Fuck. All our girls are fucking, you know, we've been stuck at one stage. We're in lockdown for how long? You guys are probably going to go through it. No, well, we've been in different levels and stuff through the whole thing, but we've been pretty much, you know, uh, in the summertime, I like to go to watch wrestling live. I go to watch a few race car events because I used to be a race car driver. I like to watch that shit live. Uh, me and my buddies, we'd have like fishing tournaments and stuff in the summertime. We'd have fucking bonfires on my sister's property. Yeah, see, that's and what I'd love to do in Canada, man. Canada seems like that type of place, you know? Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm I'm dead serious, man. Canada's got some of the nicest fucking like places, man, you know? Here it's mostly fucking desert, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, kidding. It really is. A giant desert really surrounded is, by a coast. That's pretty nice. <laughs> if I could live anywhere else in the world besides Canada, I would pick Alaska first and Australia second. Why Alaska? <laughs> it's the final frontier in North America. <laughs> yeah, true. That should be Canada, man. I don't know why the fuck it's, a, it's America. I know, I know the story, but how it was Russian first and rah, 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 but and they sold it. Yeah. But still, that should be fucking Canadian, man. Oh, absolutely. Are they? It like, do they, they sound are Canadian, Canadian though? It's the same. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty patriotic well, Americans. No. Are they? There's no They're very patriotic. Like that's where the Michigan militia. Wait, 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 wait. So you guys are telling me that Alaskans, whatever you want to call them, right? Are patriotic Americans. Fucking right. They got the guns and they got the fucking oh, knowledge yeah. and they want to be out in the woods and left alone and they want to do but their own thing. It's just a weird thing how that, that is part of the U USA, you know what I mean? Right in the middle of Canada pretty much on the coast, but still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but another thing too is there is no like actual Canadian accent because if you talk to some dude from out oh, come BC on. versus a guy in Newfoundland, yeah, well, they're stronger though. Yeah, like I can't understand half of what a newfie says half the time. And yeah, well, speaking you... English, it's like pikey. It's like a, a pikey British language almost. The 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 way the newfies talk. Well, and then you have the yeah, French in yeah. the middle. Well, in my opinion, like Tim, you sound way more Canadian than say Chris does. But Chris, you do sound Canadian though. Like compared to an American, I, I can tell you're Canadian. You, you, say know, so, bro. you know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> I didn't hear you properly. Seriously, what'd you say? Oh, I just said, if you say Great. so, bro. Oh, oh, you're not proud to sound fucking Canadian? I just heard the way I sound, man. I don't know. Do I sound Canadian? Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> I can't. I bought you, Tim. I'm not trying to stir fucking shit or anything, but. I'll give him the good old fucking, uh, you know, the uh -uh across upside when, the head. When we're on our impacted and we're talking just as two Canadians, 
He definitely got, sounds more Canadian. Than- yeah, I agree. I totally agree, man. And I should have put that in the description because when you two guys are talking, doing the show, you motherfuckers are Canadian as Canadian can be. <laughs> big time, man. Fucking like, Mackenzie Brothers. That's, that's Bob and that, Doug Mackenzie. That is true. I'll, I'll give you that. But that's what I like about you two. You know what I mean? Like, that's a cool dynamic too, you know? I'm, I'm just that... Uh, yeah, I, I, that, I think Kenny Omega is really greedy. <laughs> no dare to boot it. That Canadian, not that Canadian. Jeez, relax. <laughs> you know what no I mean? It. It's just like me talking like this, yeah? Do, 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 G'day, do. Tim. G'day. How are you, Chris? Chris, Tim? <laughs> what are we doing today? Hey, man? Hey, hey. Yeah, they call me fucking Torba Dundee. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. I fucking hate talking like We're this. We're getting ready to throw another shrimp on the barbie. That's oh, not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> no, this is a knife. <laughs> Watch out for that stingray. <laughs> yeah, because it kills. <laughs> Literally, just ask fucking Steve Irwin, the poor bloke. I can't believe it. This guy fucking tackles oh, Crocs and God. dies from a stingray. But anyway, boys, it's time to get the fuck out of here. Go to sleep. <laughs> And this was an extremely draining, yeah. long episode of the skirmish. And was I call this the uh, the sleepish? The well, I'd like to uh, before I leave, put over the Rational Rage Network, the PWC Network, which is part of the Rational Rage as well. That's right. Our uh, Darth Spiridon, the fearless leader Spiro, is going to be up to a big battle tomorrow. I don't See know who you're talking about for everything. Um, the RR scenario. And impacted and uh, homeboy on Podbeam and the crypto cast and the Which crypto cast, yes, and the rational rage, rational rage podcast. The fucking again, yeah. I'll put the over this and that. the flagship, the flagship show hosted by Darth Spirit on. And once again, this and that candles on Facebook. We're also and, gonna uh, have a couple of new shows joining us actually. Possibly tonight. Really, that would be cool. Yep, I think that one one's called uh, the Geekdom, and a Geekdom video game reviews, something like that. But yeah, look out for those shows too. Nice, nice. That's about it. Chris, any last words? <laughs> uh, no. This was definitely the biggest clusterfuck we've ever done, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm happy we. Happy we all got on here and talked about uh, what was a clusterfuck of a show. So um, that's yeah. right. And thank you to everybody who uh, thank you to everybody who signed on and was listening to us live while we were here. Well, well I'd like thank to thank you, you for your support, guys, everybody. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And I understand if I never get an invite to this show again. Oh, dude, no. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you motherfuckers oh, you, you cut were, yourselves you off. <laughs> that's why I was laughing. <laughs> But it's all good. Nah, nah, man. I'm not thinking like that. I actually enjoy... Dude, you know, this is the highest viewed show of ours. Like, this is a like a record, dude, so it couldn't have been that bad. Right? Awesome. <laughs> I'm just trying not to talk because I don't want to cut anybody off. Oh, my God. You know what's <laughs> funny? You guys weren't even cutting me off. You were cutting each other off. Yeah, but I don't hear a delay with Chris, but I was hearing a delay from you. It was weird. 
So how the fuck are you not cutting me off if you see the delay with me? What the fuck? I don't know. And it's weird. It's like, it's like I, I, when I'm talking, it's, it, I, I'm always like just a second late. So it's hard to even, it's hard to talk. I don't know why, Relax, I don't know why man. I'm delayed, being, but uh, we'll get it fixed before next time. Chris, you're being a bit too hard on yourself, dude, I think. All right. Both of you guys, snap the fuck out of it. Jesus Christ, go to sleep. Jeez. He's becoming dynamite now. All right, all right, all right. Bipolar. <laughs> all right. I'm joking. Good night, everybody. Right, thank, boys, you for, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. It was awesome. Peace. Cody has to say, which we will hear right after this short break, so don't go anywhere. We are back on Dynamite in the ring with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and the head coach, the one and only Arn Anderson. It was one week ago, one of the most shocking, surprising developments that still has the world talking, and it came as Team Taz was having its way with you, Cody, and your teammates. I wanted to get your reaction a sting coming in the ring and what all went down that night.
Who am I to stand here? Here you go, buddy. Are you, wait, Tony, are you kidding me? Come on, bring it in. Give me a hug. I mean, how many years has it been, Tony? So many. That's right. Is that so? Tony, you know something? I got to give you some kudos for helping me out in my career. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've actually thought about you saying, It's Sting! Wrestling fans approach me and say, We loved it when Shivani said that, so would you mind just entertaining everybody and giving me one of those right now? Just one inch sting, right? You're not asking for one. It's sting! There's a little fanboy in all of you. Yeah. This is awesome! This is awesome! Welcome back. I should start. I should start by asking you, well, rather thanking you for the assist last week. But I think it'd be more apropos if I just got to the points. I have been waiting to share a ring with you for a very, very long time. Cody, Ed. I'm not here for you. At least not right now. I mean, there's something that makes me feel at home in this place. I mean, there's something really familiar about it. I mean, something really, really familiar about this place. I mean, as I look at ringside here, I see that the uh, animals are the same, but different in a lot of ways. The bottom line is, I'm in the jungle. This is the jungle, and the stinger has come full circle. The stinger is in the jungle and on TNT once again. Like I said, sir, welcome back. Cody, I know that you know every single thing that goes on around this place, but you know me too, and you know what I say. The only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's Except this, I am signed officially with AEW. And I plan on being close to the AEW wrestling fans and in this promotion for a long time. I plan on spending a lot of time right here.
But the way I choose to play, Cody, is it's my business. See you around, kid. Here, obviously, but we still don't know exactly what the agenda is. Well, as the old cliche goes, JR, we are left with more questions than answers from the icon right now. Oh, I just need to read rational. Team 10 standing by.